0: Drop the beat. MotorCityGaming.com.
1: Alive, surging up from the depths of the sea on a tidal wave of terror to wreak vengeance on mankind. Raging through the streets on a rampage of total destruction.
0: The Gamezilla Podcast.
1: Is this the end of our civilization? Prepare for gaming domination. The
2: mightiest
3: monster of them all. Grimlock, the Dino-9, and Jazzy Fiddle. Gamezilla.
2: Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome to the Gamezilla Podcast, your last line of defense in major gaming news. I'm your host, Grimlock, and with me in the Motor City Gaming Studios, Jazzy Fiddle! I just noticed, is Reaper, like, part of the
1: Jaeger program? Because he's got, like, that, like, spinal suit on the back of him here
2: great intro i would like to introduce our producer the deadite knight give myself the horns because i'm the man and let's not forget cable 2kx video producer putting on this show on twitch what up dope all right so jazzy i will uh come back to your reaper statement yeah, and say no, for real, answer yes he can teleport he can turn himself into like a ghost the man is probably not a man anymore, so who knows what's on his back? Maybe it's maybe it's Pacific Rim gear. I don't know. I'm going to go with a yes. There's your answer. Anyways, welcome to episode 142 of the GameZilla podcast, brought to you by...
4: The Detroit Beard Collective. That's right. That yeah. is right. So, here's what you got to do. If you're listening to this podcast, if you're watching us live on Twitch, you need to pull up your web browser... Don't close out of the Twitch stream, don't close out of MotorCityGaming.com, but make sure at the same time, and on the tab or screen, you log on to DetroitBeardCollective.com and order yourself some beard care products. Let's say that you are either a woman, a child, or an unfortunate man that can't grow a beard.
2: And you all have beards as well.
4: <laughs> Buy them as a gift for your loved one with beards. Great product! <laughs> I don't even know what to say. That. Great products: beard balms, beard elixirs, beard shampoos, and awesome beard combs. Uh, it is the high-quality beard care products you need to keep your face feeling good, looking good, smelling good. Uh, yeah, you ever get that like dry skin or like pimples and stuff under your beard? Detroit Beard Collective products uh, will help keep you clean, so you're not all nasty. So go to DetroitBeardCollective.com and use the promo code MC to save twenty. 20- Percent on orders, twenty five dollars or more. That's the code MC Gaming to Save at Detroit Beard
2: So I threw uh, I threw and a curveball there. We don't normally throw our sponsor that early, but I just wanted to get it out of the way. I felt like it was important. Uh, we've been giving out Detroit Beard Collective mem- uh, merchandise marketing all last weekend while we spent some time in San Antonio, Texas. Wait, you guys told me you went to the Royal Rumble. Nope, sorry. Yep. We were right next to the Royal Rumble. No, we were there. Sweet. Anyways, Pack South, San Antonio, Texas, three days. It was a blast, and we wanted to come back and talk about some topics. So this is our Pack South reaction podcast. <sighs> What's new with the crew though? Anything new? Jazzy, I haven't seen you for like four days I know
1: I'm sick of your face I miss Texas, okay Flew out of Dallas on Monday afternoon 81 degrees Beautiful Two and a half hours later, land in Detroit 24 degrees and three
2: inches of snow Horrible (laughs) It's awful Yeah, it it was the worst, so Well Texas made your boy soft Yeah, right um you know where yep. Jazz, you know where Jazzy and, and myself have been but uh, what has been going on here in the Michigan front uh that night
4: well at the main event Manor game room I had sci-fi aj over over the weekend and we uh we got the ps2 rocking in my game room nice uh he brought uh, a copy of Mortal Kombat Armageddon for the ps2 so we go deep into that roster uh he also brought Tekken five uh oh So so we're going hard on Grimm's favorite game, Tekken. uh, Had a good time playing that. And then, so I know all of you have probably gone to a thrift store and looked for video games. Yes. And it's almost always complete trash. Yeah. You get like a a copy of Madden from a long time ago. Uh, You get a couple crappy sports games and then like some children's shovelware.
2: Or you get super
4: semi-truck racing because that was the last thing I found. I actually, so I went to the thrift store that's nearest my home, and uh, I will say that uh, though I am not an upscale person, I live in an upscale community. True. I am the trashiest person that lives in my neighborhood, (laughs) and I'm fine with that. Uh, But by going to the thrift store in that area, actually, I was technically in Pontiac, so I wasn't even in that nice of a place at the thrift store. But regardless, I actually found a video game that, you know, I think you'd consider a gem. Well, I would consider a gem. You would call it a gem. I bought, for $3, Fire Pro Wrestling Returns on the PlayStation 2. I know you're really excited for this, so... Have you guys ever played a Fire Pro Wrestling game? No. When was the first one? The first one released in North America was Fire Pro Wrestling on the Game Boy Advance. Oh, so then no. No. I purchased it when Kmart was uh, filed for bankruptcy the first time because it was like ten bucks at Kmart, and I was like, "I'll get this." And actually, it is like the best wrestling video game that predates like the THQ N64 wrestling games. I know the one that came out here on the Game Boy Advance, you know, was after that, but the gameplay mechanics of it were actually just the best wrestling game uh, prior. You know, you guys know, you know, WrestleMania two thousand. WCW versus NWO on the S64. Well, the mechanics are really similar to that, but they you know date all the way back um, to coming out on the PC engine in Japan, which was the TurboGrafx here in the States. Uh, so they have a bunch of these, the Super Famicom games, and they've had them released for the original PlayStation Game Boy Advance. Well, this was the one released on the PS2, and it's awesome. Uh, Sci-Fi, AJ and I were playing it, and since it's uh, it's not a licensed game, It just has a bunch of knockoffs of wrestlers that we like. Uh, So I got to play as an Abdullah the Butcher knockoff, which involved pulling a a
2: fork, like a fork, out of my pants
4: and stabbing a guy in the head multiple times.
2: You also um, shared a lot of these little short videos to us uh, of these things happening, so I I appreciated that. Oh yeah,
4: Sci-Fi was having a blast with uh, posting those videos in our in our group chat. So. That that is something that got me super excited. It was a sweet find for a game hunt, and I'm actually really excited to play more Fire Pro Wrestling Returns on the PlayStation 2. That was the highlight
2: of my gaming week. Yeah, it looked really cool. I'll be excited to uh, to try it out for sure. It's fun. What about Cable 2KX? Off screen video producer, Cable 2KX. What how's your weekend been? What gaming have you been up to?
3: Uh <clears throat> not too much the only thing i played was nba that was about it and pretty much too much game i'm still editing um some videos i got one that y'all don't know about that i've been working on i'm trying to get done um also working on another project that is gonna kick off this friday and i can't wait to do this and other than that not really gaming related just working related which is gaming related True, true, true. So there you go. I
2: I feel your pain. I think we played, um, yeah, four games all weekend. <laughs> yeah, if that. I actually just thought of another game that I played. It was something I picked up on Steam through a
4: humble bundle, and I want to tell Jazzy about this.
1: Oh man, come on!
4: It's called Road to Balhala. Ooh. Now it's, I I'll have to bring my laptop next week to the show so you can try it out. But it is a lot like Marble Madness. Oh.
1: Mm. Oh. And I know you love right. Marble Madness right. you brought oh, up on the yeah. show And so you right. use the
4: du- you know the directional pads, you know, you're not actually it's the, the it's a little bit uh it controls a lot smoother than Marble Madness did, but you're you know using the directional pad to navigate a ball through a maze of traps.
1: Man. All right, yeah, I'm in. Yeah. I've yeah. been <laughs> bring it next week when I said sure. it's like
4: Marble Madness. So I had bring to bring it, it up sure. that I started playing that this week and I was like, "Oh. Oh, yeah, and my computer works." So that's a big thing for me. My Lenovo finally showed up. It works. It works awesome. And, uh, you know, I've been able to, you know, play some Roller Coaster Tycoon 2, some Road to Balhalla, and, uh, you know, actually do some work for Motor City Gaming instead of just
2: saying, oh, don't have a computer. I don't know why I blew that deadline. <laughs> there you go. I appreciate that <laughs> a lot. Well, that's what we've been playing. Head on over to the GameZilla podcast group. If you're not a member, request to join. We keep it private so that we can keep it spamless and uh, good for our fans but over there we talk video games every day all day long and you can let us know what you've been playing or maybe certain games that we need to check out things like that all going on at the gamezilla podcast group on facebook all right well with that i think we go into the topic of the show and that is pax south all right. Welcome to Texas, where everything's bigger except for Jazzy's Faze. ego. <laughs> 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 it's right. still as big as it was. So, Pack South happened over the weekend. This is our second year attending the show. Year two. Year two. Thank you, Jazzy. You're we welcome. Can, we can't count around here, so. Yeah, I figured I'd give a visual too. So, I came up with some bullet points and I want to kind of touch on those between the two of us. Ethan was not able to make it, and uh, Cable was not able to make it, so it's just going to be the two of us. Just the two of us. Where's that clip for me? Just the two of us. There it is. Thank you. First thing I want to say is, it's our second year, so I wanted to say 2016 versus 2017. I wanted to compare the shows, and I will instantly say... I thought twenty seventeen was an improvement on Pack South. Everything, yep, and that would be its third year. So it, we only missed one show. Um, it's only been around for three years, so. But yeah, I think everything was. It was you know yes, it was a little bit bigger, um, but I thought the the layout was better and overall the show just. Last year I felt like Sunday came around and we had nothing left to do, you know, and this this year we still were work we still were. You know, having fun and getting things done on Sunday, so. Yeah, it worked. The
1: convention center that they hold it in was actually under construction, so I felt maybe this was going to be rough because they are going to have to squish the show down a little bit to, you know, compensate for the fact that they don't have all the same room that they had last year. Um, But it didn't have a factor in the layout of the show at all. Like, you didn't even know there was construction going on unless... Somebody told you, or
2: you've seen it walking in. Yeah, they did a really good job. So uh, we stayed in the uh, Hyatt on the on the Riverwalk, uh, one of one of my favorite places to stay. And location-wise, it was great. It was about a block Super from the convention. Cool. We got to really uh, enjoy the Riverwalk. We could we could literally take the Riverwalk right to the convention. We didn't even have to take a main street if you wanted to stay uh, a little bit underground. Um, but Mainly because of the weather, so... You could swim to the convention. No, 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 I don't think we want to do that. Yeah, that
4: water's pretty dirty. Probably gators in it. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Lots of gators. (sighs) Lots and lots of gators. The gators are bigger in Texas. I don't trust the the color of that water, but...
4: That's kind of racist, man.
0: Ah, if If you you see the color.
2: (laughs) Can't be worse than the rouge. (laughs) That's true. I would rather swim in this than the Rouge. That's for sure. Anyways, our favorite moment. So Jazzy, what was one like your favorite moment of the show? Doesn't necessarily have to be like. Don't get too specific if we're gonna talk about it later on in this in this uh, topic. But what do you think? Um. Oh, we got some belts coming off. Hopefully, pants soon. I'm getting fat. I ate too much time. I about. think I'm just gonna go with
1: overall atmosphere. I like Pack South because although they kind of condense everything and put it into this smaller convention, you still have the ability to kind of go around, see everything that you want to see, get hands-on experience with every... I don't think if you go all three days, I don't think there's the possibility that if you were to attend the show for the amount of time that it's open, which was 10 a.m. to 6 p.m., I believe, the... Um, show floor was open. So for three days, if you go for the full time, I don't think that you can really miss anything if you don't want to.
2: Yeah. No, I mean, I, I think obviously there's second floor, third floor. So, I mean, technically, we never went to the third floor, but that's because the two things that were up there we didn't care about. Yeah. so What was on the third floor? Uh, one theater, which was holding panels with no panel that we cared about. And then the uh, open council area, which sounds really cool but it's usually super chaotic and you have to like give them your ID to check things out to go sit down and play things that I can play at home it just yeah. it wasn't it, it's not as cool as it sounds
1: it's basically tube TVs lined up with consoles and then you trade your license for a controller to play one of those consoles yeah
4: yeah I'll pass
2: on that yeah it wasn't as cool as the free to play arcade that I spent some time in we'll get to that yeah super fun We'll get to that right now because it's my favorite part. <laughs> yeah. When I walked into the freebie arcade, free to play, I get in there and my eyes just lock. It's love at first sight. It's like, baby, where have you been? I thought you ran away from me. Then when he I was asked 12. me to move out of the way. No, no, no. See this, this, oh, this trumps you even. Oh, okay. Ooh, it's as simple as this. It was a six-player cabinet of the X-Men arcade game. Man. So, all I can say is this. It worked. Uh, one of the screens was a little janky, but it worked. Yeah. <laughs> you I, were wondering why you weren't getting the horns. I was wondering. Yeah. It's even better, though. So, the the, the arcade worked. I was super pumped. There was two people on it already and they were they were, they were struggling. I couldn't figure out why. Well, it turns out they had six people playing and then four of them bailed. And I was like, what's wrong with people? You can't bail on the X-Men Arcade. So I jumped in. I looked at the stranger. I go, you need help with this? And I jumped right on Storm and started fucking people's faces. But then I found out every time we had to move the screen, we had to go to the unused joysticks and move Dazzler, Wolverine, and, and try to keep pushing them forward. So I'm like... Calling Jazzy, calling Amber, trying to get these people over here to jump on. And finally, we get we get the uh, we get the cabinet filled. We beat the game mainly because we had 999 lives, so I died a lot. Yeah, but um, it was it was super cool to play on the uh, the double cabinet with the dual screens that are tied together. If you've never seen one of these, they are pretty rare nowadays. But man, it was it's probably my favorite arcade cabinet of all time. If I could own one, I it'd be a dream. And that's where the story gets better. It was for sale. (laughs) (laughs) It was for sale, and I had to take every, just every piece of me to say no at the $5,000 mark. I was like, $5,000, I could fix the TV screen no problem, it's not that hard. Five grand How do I get it home How much would it cost me To ship this bitch home And I'm like Probably another five grand (laughs) So I'm like I'm not gonna do it I'm going to walk away From this And I can't believe I actually did But I I walked away After beating it A second time You know what made it Really
1: easy for me To walk away Without spending Five thousand dollars on it You don't have Uh, $5,000. True, but also, (laughs) also... Problem solved. Story over. (laughs) I got to play Dazzler. Oh, yeah, well, I... Who is a bunch of hot garbage? (laughs) I'd walk away from that There's only one other player that's more hot garbage than Dazzler, and that's Cyclops. (laughs) But to be fair, he was broke.
2: All right, he didn't even work. You couldn't even play him Well the problem is that You started with 999 lives And I believe he actually Died 999 times And di- and he was dead He was working at one point And then he disappeared yeah. So I think he actually Died 999 times Because no one wanted To play a Cyclops So he just stood there And kept getting killed Anyways that was my favorite uh, My favorite moment oh, God I, I haven't seen one uh, The double cabinet like that In so long I was It, it was great I, I, re- I visited that cabinet all three days <laughs> All three days I came by I was like hey baby just want to let you know I'm thinking of you Yeah. <laughs> the only time he'd wander off I
1: kept pretty good tabs on him for most of the show And then it'd be like where the fuck did he go And I'd text him hey where you at I'm um, in the arcade <laughs> <laughs> Well, we know what he's doing He's eyeballing the action Arcade <sighs> <sighs>
2: Yeah so Alright well Besides that, uh, as far as Pack South goes, I wanted to talk about the fans. The fans were fan were amazing. Everybody we interacted we, with, you
4: see, the fans were fantastic.
2: Almost did, yeah,
1: fantastic.
4: No, they,
2: they were. You know, like every PAX that we've been to, the fans are a big piece of this show. They, you know. Penny Arcade was started because E3 went to commercial and started to really go away from the whole, you know, fun convention for gamers. And that's why, you know, Penny Arcade really kind of gets started. And they've kept this, you know, this idea true. Well, because of it, you just, all these people that come to the show are, you know, they're there to celebrate. They're there to have fun. They're there to interact with each other. So, you know, you're standing in line for an hour for something you're you're making friends. It's just going to happen. If you don't like to talk to people, you probably shouldn't go to PAX. But um, we met some really cool people in the Nintendo line in the uh, Hyper Universe line and and all across, even the enforcers we ended up meeting super cool. So I just want to give a shout out to the fans and, get, and 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 to PAX for putting on a show and keeping keeping true to their what they originally set out to do. So And then lastly, I'm going to say the Royal Rumble, because it fucked everything up. (laughs) Oh, man.
4: As wrestling tends to.
2: Yeah, so I would say the Royal Rumble it was very cool because we had wrestlers kind of wandering the city. You know, over the weekend we we ran into a few of them. Uh, AJ got pictures with several of them, and it was a lot of it was just an interesting, like, fun environment. But the problem was is that you held two gigantic events in the same small city, and it caused everything to get congested and just super overpopulated. You could barely walk. Mind you, the Riverwalk has no railings. Okay. That's why this is the first year it's happened, but that's why every other year I've been there, I've watched people fall into the Riverwalk because they get too drunk or something like that, right? But it was so hard to even walk on the Riverwalk sometimes because there's so many people. And now, now, in reference, an average WWE
4: pay-per-view, normally, I don't know, twenty two to 23,000 people on the high end. The Alamo Dome where they held the Rumble, 52,000. So... It was about twice as big of a WWE crowd as you'd have on a regular pay-per-view weekend.
2: Yeah, plus the packs of event, which also pulled in—I I don't have uh, solid numbers just Gotta yet. Twenty k. Yeah, they haven't—they haven't released yet, but twenty thirty k easily. easily. So.
1: so that's a lot of people in yeah. San Antonio.
2: Yeah. So that was a little rough. It made plane tickets very expensive. It made hotels sold out. So you know you had very limited options, um, and overall it was a little added stress. But again. It was two groups that worked together very well. We were mingling with wrestling fans who were like, man, I wish I would have known about this. I would have came down a day earlier. And, uh, you know, so overall it it made a good giant nerdy community for three days. So, But let's get into what everybody's been wondering. We went down to Pack South because Nintendo announced they were going to be there with the Nintendo Switch that comes out in about 30 days. And they were. (laughs) <laughs> Thanks, Jazzy. No problem. <laughs> Insightful commentary from Jazzy Fiddles. Yep. I love he notices that he does this sometimes, but I'll be like, we're at PAX 2017. He's like, PAX 2017. I was like, that is what
4: I just said. <laughs> but slightly slower, broken down.
2: Yeah. So, um. It's called reiteration, right?
4: <laughs> it's called re-something.
1: <laughs> but yeah so end in tarnation. <laughs> welcome to all the fans that needed heard a second time
2: alright so we made the game plan that we were going to get down there Friday morning we were going to hit Nintendo try to get this out of the way because we knew that Saturday and Sunday were going to be wor- you know Friday was our best shot at being able to actually get uh, get into the booth and so let's talk about the first moment that we saw the booth okay the first moment we saw the booth, we saw the giant Nintendo sign in the sky. We saw, you know, all sorts of flashing screens. At, at first, we couldn't see any of the systems. We're, like, sitting there, like, looking around, and we're trying to trying to find one. What what was your thoughts the first first second you saw that booth?
1: To be fair, they hit it really well, all right? When you're standing and waiting in line to get let in, they, like, line you up in these big groups of, you know, lines... And it was like tucked around the corner to where you like couldn't it's, see it. Line you up in these big groups of lines. I like line it. you up in a big group of lines. All right, just to be super, super <laughs> detailed about this. Just tell the about fucking this. story. <laughs> There's gate. <laughs> <laughs> so they hit it really well. So everybody, everybody you want me knew- to tell the
4: story? Because I wasn't there, but I could probably tell the story.
1: Ah, <laughs> oh, no, you couldn't. You couldn't. <laughs> Go so everybody rushes over to this corner because on the map it tells you where it's at. We get over there, and it's just the most lit-up display in all of Pack South. They have giant display screens and a, a huge, um, basically kind of like, play center. They are demoing it off in the a unique way where they are kind of showing you different areas that you can utilize the Switch and they have it set up like that. So there's like
2: a diner table. Can I just stop you real quick? I just wanted your opinion on the first time you saw the, the screen. <laughs> That's all I wanted because we're going to talk about that in a second. You're going to take this whole segment and push smoosh it into one answer. It was cool. <laughs> I just want your your feelings. Like I saw it and I got excited. I saw it and I was like, all I wanted to do was like, where is it? Where's the Switch? I wanna see the colors. Where is it? The yeah, that. That's exactly how I felt. I don't think so. I think I want a real answer from you. I'm putting you no, on the spot. That's what it was. Nope. I, give me I something wanted
1: different. Give <laughs> Give you something different, mm-hmm. as in like not my feelings. Yeah. Okay. Man I walked at a decent pace because I wasn't super <laughs> excited. I didn't want to jog it out, you that's know. That's better. But uh, I was like, man, let me get <laughs> there more because true.
2: I want to get in line because I have to play the Switch. Okay, so that's good. That's You led me right into the next part. Yep. The fear that we would not get into the booth set in very quickly, even though we were there on Friday and we were there early. We got to Nintendo's booth and we go, oh my God, there's so many people here already because... We were like line 12. So, I don't know, probably thousands of Good people got I let in for us. Good thing I explained that there was lines, or people wouldn't know what that meant. Yeah, but lines of lines might have been confusing. Well, if there's 12 <laughs> of them, there's clearly lines of lines. Anyways, what, what were you thinking? Because I I literally thought that we were not going to play this. There, yeah, there's no way. I,
1: we were, it had to be less than a minute from when we got let in to get to the booth and I was like there's no way. It, there's yeah. already people crammed in there. The lines are already like around half of the, the
2: convention center. There's no way we're going to get to play this. System. So then we get to the back of the line to find out that all the lines are capped. They're already capped. We cannot wait in yep. line. So uh, this, this nice enforcer uh, PAX Enforcer are volunteers that uh, get their ticket free their weekend ticket for free, but they have to work one shift every day. Uh, and then and in return, they get to go to the show for free. You can sign up at PAX if you're interested in that, but um, so just so when we reference Enforcers, you understand who they are. They are gamers, they are fans that are trying to act like, you know, authority. And this guy is trying to, is kind of being, you know, stern and a little bit of a dickhead at first. And he's like, the line's capped. Come back every five or ten minutes. We'll be opening it up periodically. You cannot wait here for the line to open up, and then so like people start pooling off in this corner, right? He runs down here. And he's like, you can't wait here either. And just he's like, no
4: pooling. Yeah, no pooling. I know. Yeah. I was
2: like, I was like, I was like, man, I'm just sitting here playing my DS. He's like, I know what you're doing. I'm like, all right, cool, fine. I'll go walk around. He so was we go like take straight a straight New Yorker. He's like, I know what's going on down there. He was fr- he was from New York, so he. Um, we go do a lap, right? Just kind of like let's check out the let's check out the rest of the convention, come back and maybe maybe we'll, you know we we'll get back in, and you know we we'll go by the Capcom booth, we go by a couple you know GX racer, we're checking out these things, and then we head. Uh, I'm like, let's go back now, let's go back. We get back, Line's still capped. He goes, okay, we change things. When that person there <laughs> gets to that grate on the ground over there, I'm gonna open the line up, but you can't wait here. Yeah. I'm like, what did, why would you tell me that? Because I'm not, I can't see the grate if I'm yeah. on the other side
1: of the convention. The only way you could do it the way he wanted to is if you got a drone and you hovered <laughs> it above the person by the grate and then you walked the convention and then when you thought that the person might touch the grate within 30 seconds then you just... Teleported. Re- yes.
2: Because it was like the only way you are going to get it. Mind you, there was 100 people pooling in the corner that he couldn't get to move. So I was like, fuck it. I'm standing in the corner with these assholes and I'm booking it the second he opens that line. So he comes over to yell and I kind of like go to stand right, right by Nintendo's Hyper Universe another game we played, right? So I'm like I'm, I'm just watching Hyper Universe. He's like, oh that's cool you can do that. So I stand Little there. Little did he know. And then once in a while, I peek around the corner. I'm <laughs> Trick like, Trick <"N-."> that sucker. <laughs> so here's the thing. I'm standing there and I wait to see the mass move. And the mass starts to move and I go, Let's go, guys. And we book it, right? We're running. I'm fucking elbowing kids. I, just, I choke slammed a bitch. I don't know what was going on. I lost my mind. All I know. None of that happened. All he just ran. <laughs> I did cut off some kids, man. I'm not going to lie. True story. I'm you not going to lie. Either. I'm pretty sure mom got in line and the kids were left, <laughs> left to the sharks I don't know what happened. But here it is. Three of us, right? Jade, wasn't, Jade, didn't, Jade was already wandering the show, so it was 8 AJ, Jazzy Fiddle, and myself, and I get in line, and then the guy cuts the line off right, yeah. beh- right behind me. Fucking body slams <laughs> me against the wall. <laughs> like, like,
1: elbow to my shoulder into the wall like, you're not part of the line, and
2: then kicks me out. Yeah. So I'm like, shit, I'm in line, okay? Do I bail? You know, should I bail or should I hang out? And you know, no. J- Jazzy at this point is starving to death. I am starving. To Amber's death. very hungry, and they're like, you know what? You just do. You just do the best you can do. We're gonna go eat. and At least we got one of us in there. And I was like, I was like, guys, that's the grate. If I hit once, I hit that grate. Since I'm the last one in line, he's gonna open it back up. I go. Go walk around and when I get close to the grade I'll text you. And the guy goes, Yeah, that's cool. That's not cheating he's like, That's cool, you can do that. And everyone's like, Well, that's not fair and he's like, Well they're a party. They're not standing here, which is the one rule and if you text them to come back over and they get here in time, it's legit. And everyone's like, all pissed off. I'm like, Great, I'm about to get shanked, right? So they go wander off. They're more likely to sneak up behind you and choke you with an NES controller yeah. cable. Right, exactly. So they they wander off, and I'm I'm sitting there. We move we move a little bit, and then that's when I realize right ahead of us is this cool presentation wall. Right, they got Mario Kart going, and this is what Jazzy was talking about. They have a half car, half airplane on one on each side, cut you know like a like a cutout, and they're picking people out of the crowd and throwing them in these like settings to play the games like you were playing in a car or like you were playing on an airplane. So that's when I noticed that there's Jazzy and 8-Bit AJ just hanging out, just eyeballing. Hanging out in the corner. But hanging out in the crowd. Behind the green line, so it was legit. (laughs) Yep. And sure enough, I hit that grate. He opened the line, and I was—I literally, I was like, "Jesse, now! And then yep. he just... <laughs> <laughs> I, say, I booked it I, and cut some kid yeah, off. I think the line capped, but he had to react to the back of the line so bad that these two just smashed in with me. They didn't even get to the back of the line. They just, they just jumped in where I was. And, and it was good. We were all in line, and we waited for about an hour, and then we were in the booth. Yeah.
1: I, like, pushed a kid back, and I cut, and I was like, man, I'm with him, look, we got the- I don't know why he said this, because we both had our (laughs) Motor City Gaming D-shirts on, and I felt the need to, like, tell him why I cut him off, so I, like, jumped in front of him, and I was like, man, I'm with him, look, we got the same shirts on. Like, that was gonna fucking
2: solve everything. (laughs) He legitimately said that. He actually said that, and I was kind of like- oh my God, I don't want to be next to you anymore.
4: (laughs) (laughs) You just turn around and Grim has like turned his shirt inside out and he's like, no, no, nothing to see here. Like you guys look like like, like you're the same person, you twins. You're like, "No, no, don't know him.
2: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I'm like, he's from Alaska. I'm from Michigan. They're like, well, how do you know where he's from? Damn it! <laughs> but, yeah, so we're in line. We wait about an hour. We get in, which we're, is, we're you know, we're pretty happy. The line that we're – there's two lines, okay? The, the one line is a four-hour wait to play The Legend of Zelda for 20 minutes. And then the other line that we're in, you get six games, and you get to pick three of them. And uh, those games were like Splatoon 2, ARMS – Street Fighter Two, Bomberman, Snipper Clips, and what am I missing? Um, one, two, switch. One, two, switch. Yeah. So those were your options. I and uh, we get as you get closer in line, they hand you a slip and you tell them what games you want to play. So we select. Um, we, we play Splatoon Two, Arms, yes. and then I go. Yes, uh, you yeah.
4: played Arms. <laughs> arms. That's right.
2: I went off to play bo- just for you. <laughs> yeah. I went off to play Bomberman. Uh, and then we had we had Jazzy go off and play Street Fighter. And I believe Amber went off and played Street Fighter as well. And then we... Um, we Jazzy, uh, Jazzy cheated the system a little bit. Yeah. After his third stamp, which is when you're supposed to then leave the floor, he somehow swindled his way in to play a second round of Splatoon 2. Nice. The lady's like,
1: hey, you want to play Splatoon 2? And I was like, sure. So I go over there. Got the controller in my hand, and then she's like, "Man, you got your card, so I could stamp you." And I was like, "I've already got this game stamped." And she's like, well, "You're supposed to leave." And I was like, "Well, you called me over." She's like, "Yeah, that's cool. I guess you could play." And I'm like, "My," I was gonna say bitch, but then I was like, "I didn't really say," <laughs> that. I didn't really say
3: that. Like, <laughs> I thought she was going the other way.
1: Uh, <laughs> that's
3: not, that's video video show was about to walk the fuck out, <laughs> yeah. man. Come on. <laughs> Oh my I was, god! Got balls for staying there for him, <laughs> Oh my god! All right.
2: Anyways, so yes, you got to play. You got to. You got to play a second round of <laughs> yeah, Splatoon yeah, two. Yes. Now you'll get to talk the rest of the show after that. No but, problem. All right. So let's let's talk our first game. We all got to play the same game. We all. It's uh, four screens on each side, and it is Splatoon two. They they line you in there, and they put you at a station, which is the switch in the... uh, It's in the cradle, uh, and you have a Pro Controller sitting in front of you. So we grab the Pro Controller, and our first reaction is what?
1: It it feels real good. Like, I was really worried that... What the pro- feels good, the game or the controller? No, we're
2: the talking controller. about the controller right now. Yeah, the controller We haven't even started itself. the game yeah. yet. And we're like, oh my god. We're
1: just have it in our hands. We're looking down. All of the buttons are, are placed very well. It feels very similar to a hybrid of an Xbox controller meets a Steam controller.
2: Yeah, I Steam is a good... I mean, not a lot of people have held a Steam controller, but it's a smaller Steam controller as far as like the curve of the controller. But the layout and the comfort is is an Xbox you know 360 controller type deal, and I first noticed is that the it, the weight felt really nice. It it made it feel like quality, but at the same time it didn't feel too heavy. The uh, triggers felt you know felt really good, and uh, I liked the finish on the, the on the joysticks. The next thing I noticed was that the whole control. Are the
4: thumbsticks inverted. I mean concave.
2: The the thumbsticks are like what are, kind of remind me of the PS4 where they are a uh, they're a dome within a okay. slightly indented circle you know yeah um, not necessarily my favorite option my favorite but either. but they felt good and then the uh, the thing I liked is that I noticed that the whole controller is technically see through it's it's all smoke so you're I'm sitting there it's staring cool. at this and I'm kind of looking at all of the weird like grooves and everything that's built in the controller you know really neat I was like okay. I'm liking the finish of this. I'm staring at the cradle of the switch. I'm like, it's, Everything looks great. I'm taking videos. I got people, uh, you know, that are recording me. they the. Uh, uh, this is what I mean by fans, right? Ladies sitting on the on the outside of the of the booth, right next to my station. She goes, "Hey, you want me to to record you while you play?" I look up at her. I go, Oh, yeah, here. All you got to do is like, you know, hit this button. And then she just holds up her camera. And it's the same exact camera that I have. So I was like, Oh, no wonder why she probably offered this. And she sat there for my entire like 15 minute gameplay recording me. And she's like, Here you go. And I was like, Thanks so much. Like, she could have gone and done anything in the show. She just sat there. I was like, It's super cool. So um, shout out, lady who recorded Grimlock. Yeah, yeah, shame on me. I didn't get her name. But um, Splatoon 2, we get into it. Feels just like Splatoon, but with more guns and prettier graphics and some amazing new supers, right? So, we're on the same team. We get our asses kicked, unfortunately. Uh, Not kicked. It wasn't kicked. It was was close. Yeah, it was real close. close. It was like a 3% swing. So, I I guess I, I, I felt like we got beat up really bad, but it turns out not as bad as what I thought was happening. But, um... I got to play the new dual splatters, so it's like dual submachine gun splatters, and I was having fun with it. The only downfall for this demo was that they had the motion view, uh, aiming on, and they wouldn't yeah. let us because of demo purposes. Could, couldn't turn it off. We weren't allowed to disable it, so that was a little bit bummer. It took me a little, you know, a little while to get used to it, but the first super I get, I, I hit it thinking I'm going to get like a you know a super I'm used to from the original Splatoon. And all of a sudden I have a jet pack and I'm flying in the sky shooting ink down while I'm just shooting giant bazooka bombs down on the ground. And I'm like, this is awesome. And then it <laughs> ends and it just takes your character and flings you like, you know, 100 feet in the air and you can kind of kind of direct yourself away from danger. And then you splat down and you take back off. And I was like, that was sweet. Then the next next round, I, pull, I, I switch my guns, I pull out my super, it's two giant, like, Twenty missile-like launchers on each shoulder, just launching heat-seeking uh, ink missiles, J- and I was like, "Man, these new supers are awesome!" But uh, Jazzy, what did you think of Splatoon Two? It felt just like Splatoon. The new
1: guns are super cool. All of the new supers are awesome. Like you, the third, the third one that um, I had on one of mine was basically like, I'll, I want to say like an implosion bomb, where the old kind of um, ink zuka cannon, you would basically press an area on the map, it would shoot a rocket off, and then do like a circular area of ink on wherever you clicked on the map. This is kind of the same ordeal, except for the missile hits you and just blows everything up around
2: you. Yeah, so you're like so basically you run into a group of like you set it off and then you run into a group of them or their territory yep. and then you just kind of become the bomb. So that's what I'd do, I would like hop into my squid form and then
1: flow through the ink jump up into a group of 3 guys and they'd be like oh this idiot what is he thinking and then we'll yep, <laughs> and just destroy triple kill. all of them yeah
2: <laughs> it's super cool i got i got caught in a few of those i was like what is going on <laughs> took me a little bit to get used to it so that was a lot of fun the pro controller felt great playing splatoon we uh we finished that off we get our pins for splatoon Uh, Each game you play, you get a pin. Once you collect three pins, you were supposed to leave the area. So we head over to arms. I
4: didn't. (laughs) Jazzy did not
2: (laughs) leave. I I don't think there was enough hype there. We headed over to arms. And that's as much hype as we need. (laughs) Jazzy, I think this was your game, so why don't you uh, take it away?
1: By this was my game, I defeated him in the game. I didn't necessarily
2: master any of it whatsoever. Okay, <laughs> he did. He did win. It took it, uh, that three rounds, and it, it went to the very last round. So
1: we go over there, and the gentleman puts the joy. First of all, he's trying to like strap the joy cons onto our wrists, like we've never owned a Wii before. Like, come on, bro, just give us the controllers. So we he was trying to be helpful, Jazzy. He God was. damn, you just he just want was. to touch your sexy wrists. Yeah, um, I, uh, hey, I mean, all I'm, he had to do was say that, and I would have been cool with it. I'm showing sure no, a great deal willpower to...
4: right now, just not reaching out and gr- pulling up that hoodie and seeing those wrists. <laughs> yeah, you better hide those. Okay,
1: <laughs> getting hot and bothered over here. So we get the joy, the Joy Cons in our hands, and the gentleman starts explaining to us like how to play the game, and Jay and I aren't paying attention to him at all. Because we're just looking at each other, like, looking at the Joy-Cons in our hands, like... He's talking to me, the way, yeah. <laughs> and I have
2: my back to him, holding the Joy-Cons in my hand, telling Amber to take pictures of them.
0: <laughs> like, I'm, not, I'm, I'm
2: completely oblivious to this guy. I'm like, dude, you talk about... This is arms. I don't give a shit what you say. <laughs> and so <gasps>
4: What? Yeah. Why would you have that attitude? You were you were blessed with the opportunity to play arms. Something like that. And you're going to blow this gentleman off?
2: I'm not sure that's the word I would use, but it's something like that. Anyways, I ended up with the... Red and blue Joy-Cons, and they were super cool, so I'm like, hey, Amber, take a picture, hurry. I wanted to reference, you know, based off my hand to the Joy-Con. So we got the photos, I turned back around, I missed everything that he said, and because of that, I may have suffered a little bit in this game. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I didn't listen to very much more than you did, but apparently it was a little bit more than you did because I fared a little bit better.
2: Yeah, the first match was bad. I, he... he Rocked my world. I was like, I don't understand what's going on. I can't even hit him. He's hitting me every like. So the game is uh, motion. It's all motion controlled except for like two buttons.
4: But they've already come out and said that you will be able to play the game without motion controls.
2: Yeah. So the demo again, similar to this game is going to be horribly, horrible, horribly horrible at being awesome if you don't play it in motion control. I don't you, you, see you a think, way.
4: You think using the the regular buttons are just going to be trash? It's going to yeah. be
2: terrible. I guess here's the only thing: the way that you can with with motion here, and this does show the the advancement in motion technology here in the Joy-Con versus the Wii controller. The way that you literally can like hook. Uh, you know, a twenty-foot punch and wrap it around and hit someone in the back of the head. It you literally you feel like you you're like okay, I'm gonna swing it out. You know, versus straightforward versus blocking versus like they really had thought out the motion into this game. So it really, I guess, I don't want to use the word shines, but it's be- it's best played in motion. I believe you, you can say it's brilliant. <laughs> it's you can not. say
4: its brilliance is highlighted through motion control.
2: I will simply say it was fun and that I would buy it at like a $20 price point. I would not play I will at I will 60. not buy this yes, at 60. Yes, the gameplay
1: will. is more tolerable in motion control. <sighs> yeah, maybe.
4: Ar- the thing about arms, and I've said this the whole time. So you can go back a couple weeks when, you know, when I said this. It should have been a game that came with the system. When they were showing off, I go, oh, this will be fun to play with the system. And then I was like,
2: $60? What? (laughs) Yeah, I will say the characters are cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, The artwork is is pretty, and the game looked better in person than it did on the Nintendo presentation. So I will uh, give it all that. Uh, I did like that you could control what your arms were. So if you want a boxing gloves versus a three, like a three missile launcher versus like a giant like wrecking ball, like you could you could control your left versus your right. You could have one of each and try to change your strategy uh, in between rounds to try to you know if you were getting you know, that's what I did because because Jazzy was just owning me, so I had to try something different, and that's how I was able to get back into the match. But the uh, cool thing is the supers. Uh, and and I, Jazzy, I think you can explain this one better since you hit, kicked my ass with them. Yeah. So you have the ability to basically
1: go into super. You you charge up like any other super. So you have a little bar that that fills up, and once it fills up, it starts to glow. That's when you can activate your super. By activating your super, you basically hit – you have the Joy-Cons held sideways in your hands, and you're only using the shoulder buttons. So you're using, like, the L and R1 and L and R2 buttons – And you basically click the L2 and R2 buttons at the same time. It throws you into almost like an electro, like, hyper mode. And then you just, as fast as you can, punch really quickly out in front of you to throw as many, like, damage-boosted punches at your opponent.
2: That's the super. Now let me explain to you why maybe I had a hard time uh, playing this in the beginning. Jesse, can you confirm that this man said there is it's completely motion controlled besides two buttons? Fact. That's what he said. The two top buttons, like Z R Z L, right, or whatever. Yep. Not the outside triggers that are kind of weird to hit anyways with your thumb, but the other triggers that are right on top of the controller. And Correct. They, and they and they do actually have moves. One's a dash, one's a jump, right? Yep. <laughs> So I'm sitting here hitting him, and I'm like,
4: so, so you barely listened to this guy, but the only thing you did listen to was the lies he
2: told you. Yes, exactly. Okay. okay. And the lies he told me were that you know you hit both buttons and you go into, just you know those were the only two buttons. So I, so hit them both and that takes you into super. So so Jazzy's going into super and just wrecking my ass, and I'm sitting there like my super's not working. And since I'm fully charged, my super's not working. And finally Jazzy goes, you have to hit the outside triggers. So I was like, that's four buttons, not two buttons. What the hell? So I hit him and sure shit. I go into super and that's where I got perfected because I got my ass beat while I was sitting there trying to get into super like an idiot so I was like yeah thank you Nintendo guy for misleading me into my death and he goes well don't worry there's another round he does work for Nintendo he said don't worry there's another round you can redeem yourself and both of us were like does there have to be another round (laughs) (laughs) can we go to Bomberman please it was was okay kids will have fun with it and I think at cheap, at a very low price, it's a fun party game, absolutely. But there's not a whole lot of depth to this game, and, and it, it's not a sixty dollar game, no way.
4: It you know when the Nintendo Selects or Players Choice or whatever they call it for this generation comes out when it is nineteen ninety nine at retail, uh, that that's probably when I would pick it up as well. Yeah. Again, because I think yeah. from my perception of what I've seen, it looks like it'd be super fun to own, but the sixty dollar price tag just seems
1: steep. Yeah. I, I agree with you. They should have bundled it with the system. It, At worst, I could see myself, like, if there was a giant party and you wanted to have, like, a, hey, here's the new ARMS game, let's have a tournament, and then I would probably, you know, join in on that just to have the fun atmosphere of of, of playing with my friends, but I looked over at Grimlock after we were done with the half a round that we did, and I was like, yeah, I'm okay to never play this game ever
2: again. Yeah. I was I was pretty much on board. So, whatever. We got our arms pinned, and we moved on. That's when I went over to Bomberman, and I got to play, like, four rounds of Bomberman because... Multiplayer? Uh, multiplayer, Sweet. yeah. Uh, Four-player multiplayer.
4: What uh, What switch configuration were you playing Bomberman
2: In tablet mode. So this is our first time we get to try it in tablet mode. So, Splatoon, we were on the Pro Controller on a TV. Arms, obviously, were on a TV with the Joy-Cons detached. And now Bomberman is in tablet mode. And this is where the system shines. This is where I got very excited for the Nintendo Switch. I pick this up. I go f- first thought, wow, it's not as heavy as I thought it was going to be. But Super it, light. But it also doesn't feel cheap, right? Like it did. I didn't feel like it was flexing. Didn't feel like the controllers were were like wiggling on the on the you know the connections to the tablet. It just felt good. And so I start to look at Bomberman. I'm like, man, this screen actually looks. Really good, and we're just in like a menu screen. So we, the lady starts setting everybody up, and we get uh, we get going. The screen loads, and that's when I'm like, "Oh my god, this screen is gorgeous! Um, really impressed, you know." So 720p's, whatever. Like, don't worry about it. It's it's a smaller screen. It looks phenomenal. Um, so the controlling and, and, the and this syst- is
4: coming from someone who is actually super picky about screen quality.
2: You uh, are yeah, you, you yeah. are
4: very particular. You're not shy to spend money to have a good quality screen in front of you. Yeah. So I think that does say a lot.
2: Yeah. No. Absolutely. I, I I really do care about the quality of screen, and I can tell you that I was very happy with this. Um, I thought it looked great. I thought the you know as far as the anime you know we were doing a uh, quick. I kind of want to sit here and say it was like the fastest game I've ever played. But Bomberman is a is a chaotic game with four people running around, kicking bombs, explosions that also um, explode in multiple directions, and everything felt great. Nothing felt laggy. Um, you know what what I my inputs felt like they were instantaneous. It just it felt it felt right. So um, I played three rounds of Bomberman. Unfortunately, I was playing. There was one guy on this uh, the four player group that was like a pro bomberman guy like he I don't think he literally died once. The dude was a it was unbelievable. But the game was a lot of fun. So Bob, Super Bomberman R, right? Um game that I was excited for. It is really cool. I hate that it's a $50 game. Um I, I would loved it 30 30 really, but I guess 40 max, but 50 is tough. Of course with my best buy gamers club, it puts it back into the zone where I'm more comfortable with it does have a story mode didn't get, didn't get to play that but I got to play the multiplayer and it was a lot of fun. So
4: by by any chance did you ask anyone if this is one of the games that you could do like
2: download play on? Um so this is one of the games that supports download play. What they would tell me is that it will support download play. They would not tell me if it's f- the full game though. Because according to some of the rumors is that it is up to the developer but the systems are capable of you being able to bring one Bomberman game, let's say, to a party of four people and you put it in your system and everybody gets to play the full game. But it's up the developer. So you know, obviously what we've seen in the past is like, hey, you put Mario Kart in your DS, other people jump in, but you only get you a know, limited amount of tracks and a limited amount of racers, and, but not the full game.
4: But to maybe a hopeful opposite point, you look at Mario Party on the 3DS. You get the full game.
2: True. I've And so, like, I think we'll see it sometimes, but it's hard for me to sit there and say Nintendo is going to let Mario Kart, for example, have one person have the game and up to eight people total can play it. It just seems like they would be literally, like, like cutting themselves out of this, you know, like, as far as uh, uh, game sales. So... But at the same time, it's smart because you get people playing your game that don't own it yet, and if they have a really good time, maybe they go out and buy it, right? Like it's 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 a it's fifty fifty. I I guess I don't know the analytics to how well that feature has worked for them in the past. I would love to see it that way. I, I hope I hope that it is the full game. But they did say yes, it will have some form of share play. So that was cool. Uh, Jazzy moved on to Street Fighter Two. Yep, I did.
1: I don't want to hit too much on Super Street Fighter Two. Yeah, I don't want to hit too much on it. It's basically super pretty, and
2: uh, the game is gorgeous. Very, yeah, very, very pretty. <laughs> it's go- I don't, I don't know how I can sit there and necessarily say this old of a game is so pretty, but it is. So yeah, it looked really good. Um, I and then I also
1: played that with the pro controller, so that's the reason why I did try to like sneak myself into that second round of Splatoon because I didn't actually to that point get to play with the tablet. So I snuck over to Splatoon 2 again because I got to play it not only with the Pro Controller the first time, but the second time at a different, like, area with with it on the tablet. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to have that, you know, have the Joy-Con experience, have the Pro Controller experience, have the tablet experience. So I was able to go do that with the Splatoon 2 again, and everything that Grimlock has said about the tablet absolutely agree with like no problems with clarity no problems with picture size no problems with you know it feeling heavy or it feeling misplaced in your hand at all the buttons are easy to reach didn't have a problem with
2: I can also say Jazzy's a very good Splatoon player and I was watching him in the tablet, just annihilating people, triple kills, just team wipes, all sorts of crazy stuff. Yeah. And he was, uh, he like so he wasn't missing a beat being on the handheld verse when he was, you know, on a TV with a pro controller. So that that was like good to see as well. So you know, Amber Amber's jumping in. She uh, she played Splatoon. She played Street Fighter. And I don't, and what was her third game? She
1: went into the arms line but didn't play it. (laughs) Yeah. I think she might have just got discouraged at the fact that we didn't seem
2: super excited for it. It looked like a lot of work and not a lot of fun necessarily. Yeah. But uh, so then we we head out of the booth. We were instructed to go over to a side booth where we hand them our slip and they present us with a really cool all uh, metal with like a glossy finish Nintendo Switch pin. So we get an Arms Pin, we get a Splatoon Two Pin, and we walked away with a Nintendo Pin. So that was uh, that was really cool. Um, let's just talk about it then. I want I want to just say what is the overall thoughts on the Nintendo Switch now that we've played it, and uh, you know we're thirty days away. My overall thoughts:
1: I'm still worried. Um, this definitely answered a lot of the questions that I had as far as functionality, like. When we when we went there, I asked a few. I knew they weren't going to know the answers we wanted to know. The questions that we still have and still to this day have, because the people at the booth were basically just hired by Nintendo to to demo this. They didn't have any answers to questions. So I figured, oh, maybe I'll ask some questions about Splatoon two to see if they fix some of the things about Splatoon one that I had some concerns with. Didn't even know those answers. So it was legit just getting the product in your hands, being able to feel it out, and seeing what it looked like. For that end of it, I think they won. Everything that they had at the booth felt comfortable. It looked good. I was concerned about the Joy-Cons being too small. Still think they are. I don't think I would play games with just the Joy-Cons. I would put them into either the controller, use the Pro Controller, or now that I've had it in my hands, probably use the tablet as much as possible because it looks really good. Um. so it won me over a little bit in the fact that it feels good and it looks good now I still have too many concerns with the amount of games that I would be interested in to re-up my pre-order
2: yeah that's fair uh, you let, let's just let's just verify I will get a switch. Right. Let's say say this on the so, show though, so that people understand because you're gonna have people about a bunch of people attack you on the stream and, and in the Facebook group, and that is you do not like and you're not very interested in the Legend of Zelda. I'm not. I, let's I just get it out I, of the yep, way.
1: Just not never never been a big Zelda fan. I've given my run at it. Uh, it just isn't a game that interests me. Not that I won't go back and give it another try and, you know, hopefully find that time for it, it's just I really haven't found the time to really let the the Legend of Zelda grasp me, so that's probably why a big pushing point for getting the system at launch is Zelda Breath of the Wild, which doesn't have as much interest to me as it does other people.
2: Which, this just plays right into my point that I made made to Deadite not that long ago, where you're not gonna, there's going there's not going to be those console sales because there are people that just do not care for a Nintendo RPG. Like let's say if there was a Mario here instead. I
4: mean the pre-order still sold out, so
2: because you have scalpers, how many are on eBay? A lot.
4: <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess that's true.
2: And that's with every system, though. I'm not, yeah. I'm not saying just a Switch. Yeah. Every new video yeah. game system, the pre-sales sell out. You want to know why? Because everyone thinks they can make a fast buck. Mm-hmm. So I don't, A, pre-sales selling out when you have, A, one of the lowest uh, released pre-sale numbers that I've seen in a while, uh, you know, short of the Wii U, which even shipped more. Um, I, you know, I don't want to use that as, as an excuse to why they sold out. I think they sold out, A, because, yes, there are people that are excited there are people that, like myself, I like Zelda. I'm not in love with Zelda. Ocarina of Time was my, was a was a great game. I loved that game. But every other Zelda around that one, I don't have a whole like huge connection with. I love Ocarina of Time, and that's about it. I'm going to play the New Zelda because it is one of the only things to play at launch. But for many people, and I know, and Jesse's not the only one that I personally know. Zelda means a whole lot of nothing to them. If I would, if Jazzy, if a side-scrolling platformed Mario would have came out, doesn't even have to be top of the line like Mario Odyssey, just like a Super Mario Wii U Deluxe, would you be more inclined to get the system? I, w- I would have been, yes, because because
1: Mario is something that's nostalgic to me. It's something that I've played most of the games
2: throughout my childhood, and I relate to that game more than I do Zelda. I mean, I'll hurt myself if this was Sega. Sega was making a comeback. And they said Fa- Fantasy Star was a launch title. Clearly, I would be obsessed right now, right? I would have pre-ordered 18 of them like like our fan test has. But if Sonic was a launch title instead of Fantasy Star, it would do better. And I mean, that's a stretch. It's not Zelda, right? I get it. It's not as, not as well-known. But it still proves a point. RPGs are still semi-niche. What were you going to say, though? Did I...
4: Uh, well, I was gonna back. I was gonna back up Jazzy before people, you know, go on the hate train to Jazzy real hard. Where he just said, you know, like Zelda is a huge series. A lot of people love the games a lot. I personally um, have really strong connections to Ocarina, Link to the Past, original Zelda. You know, the the earlier era games. Twilight Princess didn't do it for me. I didn't play any of the, the other DS ones. But, you know, it's besides the point. I, You and I, uh, Grim, probably have a similar level of Zelda love, you know. Um, but let's say a, let's say there was a new Vita 2 coming out. Had a similar launch light up, but instead of Zelda, it was Final Fantasy. I wouldn't buy it. Because I, I have the same probably feelings towards Final Fantasy as Jazzy does for Zelda. Like, fi- saying the words Final Fantasy... Actually, almost turns me off to things. Yeah. So, you know, every you know, everyone has their their yeah. different their different tastes and things. With this, I am pretty excited to play this Zelda
2: game. So I support Jazzy in the sense that if you're not going to play Zelda day one, there's nothing on the system that's worth paying four hundred dollars. And I get the system's only three hundred, but then after you buy a game, there's sixty, and then after you pay for tax, and then if you want one accessory, you're at the four hundred dollar mark. There's nothing worth it. I'm sorry, there's nothing. Yeah. Not to say, I will say
1: this, I still do have my worries for the Nintendo Switch. There's still a lot of questions that Nintendo hasn't answered. However, getting my hands on at PAX South, I will let people know that I will be getting a Switch. Do I still have concerns that it could be a system like my Wii U, where I only pick up one to three games and that's what I play on it with my friends when they're on? There's still that concern because we don't have the answers that could that could answer that. Do we have the third-party development that Nintendo's promising? You know, how does the, the the friend code, does that still... So there's still these big questions that we have. I will be getting it probably once Splatoon 2 comes out in the summer because that's a game that I'm excited for and looking forward to playing with everybody that will play with me. However, there's still, there's still those questions to the point where both <laughs> Grimlock and I, when we got the... Pro controller in our hands, first thing for Splatoon 2 demo, we we looked and down and we both had the same thought. Didn't look at each other or anything. Just like there's a home button here. I'm gonna press it and see what the goddamn home looks like. Both, nope. Every home button in that whole thing was disabled, <laughs> so they wouldn't even let you see what the home looks like for the Nintendo Switch. Which so is, it's,
2: it's like, why are you hiding this? Like, why are you why are you hiding this from us? I don't get it. So that was a little concerning. Even on the presentation side of the booth, there was no talk about any of that. And that was a little disappointing. My, my take on this, my overall thoughts on the system were simply, I am glad I have a pre-order. After playing this in handheld mode, this is the future for me in handheld gaming. This thing will come everywhere with me. It will go to all my conventions. It will come to work with me. It is my new go-to handheld device. Knowing with the support that's coming out, yes, we are concerned about games, but like Splatoon, Mario Kart, uh, we, we know we have, a, you know, we got Bomberman and and, and rumors around the corner of, of Metroid. Plus, we have no idea on what the virtual console is going to bring us. So, if I get some old school Metroid games, I will thoroughly enjoy playing a lot on the system. I will say if you have a pre order, you should keep it. I think you're going to love this device in tablet mode. Do I think it's going to be your new home console and it's going to overtake everything? No. I think it's a great option where you're really into a game. You've been putting a lot of time into Zelda, and you get home and you just want to put it up on your big screen TV and keep going. That's what I think the home side of it is. I think it's a an add-on. They're not marketing it like this, but this is how I'm taking the system now, is that the hand? you cannot beat... This thing in tablet mode There's The Vita doesn't stand a chance The DS is dead in the water when this thing hits As long as the game supports there It is the future of handheld gaming That's, that's my two takes on it um, Which is honestly Actually my favorite way to game That's one of the reasons yeah.
4: I'm excited about the Switch the whole time Yeah, Is since I was I think for my 6th birthday is when I got my Gray Game Boy Ever since then that's how I've preferred to game I got, my, I got the Game Boy Advance On launch day You know, like, I saved all my money for that, like, handheld gaming is actually my preferred way to game. Don't get me wrong. I love playing PlayStation with you guys, but it always fits into my schedule. It fits into my life better having it handheld.
2: Yeah. And handheld's great because, you know, for us, it's like we were on a plane to this whole trip, let's say, for what? uh, Eight hours almost, right? Eight, nine hours. And not including the time that we sat inside of an airport for several more hours, so you could easily say that that a 12-hour combined time was sitting in an airport or sitting on an airplane. So, having a handheld device that's capable of doing this when you saw Splatoon, when you when we when we got to watch Mario Kart and things like that, it is handheld gaming on a whole new level, and that's what that's what I'm most excited for, and that's why you know. Yes, I'm not a gigantic Zelda fan, but this Zelda really tempts me because it is a full-fledged RPG that I can take with me and if I want to put 100 hours into it, it's easy to go put an hour here, an hour there, an hour at home and you know, like it's not an RPG like Final Fantasy 15 where it was like I had to come home and I had to commit 50 hours at home only to beat this game. And so that that aspect really won me over at the event. And even
1: though I'm not on board with the Switch, I could say four-hour flight there, four-hour flight back. That's eight hours on the plane. I played my Vita the whole time. Love picking up my Vita. I think that the Vita doesn't have support at all either, but it felt good to pick up my Vita, and it was, it was very good to be able to play those games on the Vita. And I can tell you that the Nintendo Switch in tablet form felt better
2: than my Vita. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so that's our take on Nintendo Switch. If you have more questions about the Nintendo Switch, you will want to go on our social media. You want to check out, uh, head on over to Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. That's where we've been sharing a lot of videos, photos of the uh, Nintendo booth and all of PAX South. Um, and then you can also ask questions. Feel free to, to, you know, if you want to know more about Splatoon, more about ARMS, things like that. We, we've had a lot of time with it. We got to watch a lot of gameplay and talk with Nintendo, so if there's something that we didn't bring up in the show, go ahead and ask us on our social media. Join the GameZilla podcast group, and um, we will be happy to answer those questions. Yeah. We'll answer them all there for you.
1: If you want to have your question answered on the show, like, test, who has a question here. Go to our patron page, Games All Podcast, become a patron, support us, and we'll support you by putting you right on a show. Influence the show. Influence the show. So Tess says, thirty days from today the Switch comes out. For those of you who are picking up a launch copy or a launch a launch council, sorry, and Zelda, what games are you trying to finish up before the launch? I know that Horizon Zero Dawn, happy belated Metroid Monday, throws everything off coming up only days before release, but let's, let's exclude that one. I'm trying to knock through Twilight Princess HD along with my umpteenth play through Ogre Battle 64. Maybe I'll hop on Overwatch, but I just may go full Nintendo in February. Game on, test.
2: Um, so right now I am playing, I just, so I actually beat Metroid Zero Mission on our trip. I started. I took my DS Lite. I took uh, Metroid Zero Mission. I started a fresh file, and I um, put. I took about four hours because I really wanted to slowly explore the entire map and remind myself where all the hidden uh, pieces are. And so, in four hours, about two hours there, two hours back, I beat the game. And then I started a new copy and I, uh, a new file, and I'm now I'm going to try to speedrun it and see how how much time I can cut off, knowing the proper path. So this is my first game that I've actually decided where I'm going to try to see how quickly I can beat it, because I love I love Fusion and Zero Mission so much on the GBA. So I did that. My goal when I got to uh, Pax was like, well, when I get home, I'm going to finish Metroid, but I did. Now I'm trying. Now I'm close to Bastion, so I'm I'm close to beating Bastion. I'd like to finish that up. I'm playing that cross by. So on the Vita when I'm not at home, and then uh, fin- playing on the PS4. Horizon Zero Dawn. I probably will beat in the five days that I have, or whatever three three days. Three days. Yeah. yeah, three days that I have. So I'm going to really go extremely hard on Horizon Zero Dawn because it is going to be a huge distraction. And then the Switch, is, it's, it's a horrible launch for me because I hate when a game comes out that I'm really interested in and then something comes out right after that, that also is, is a huge piece because I, I get pulled in two directions and I usually don't give the proper attention to either item. So my goal is to really put a lot of time in the horizon, hopefully at least finish the storyline uh, before the Switch drops. Yeah, with me, it's all Horizon. Uh,
1: I had already mentioned that I'm not going to push really hard to get a Switch at launch, so all of my time will be going into Horizon Zero Dawn. And uh, pre that, I'm really into a lot of the indie games. We <laughs> There's a few indie games that we had at the show that really hooked me, so I want to go deeper into that, and we'll talk about them in a little bit, but really wanted to try to play through some of those as well and get get us you know I might not might not be a completion type of thing but I'm gonna give it more time than I have so far all right did I
4: we all know I'm working my way through Ocarina on the 3ds so I'd, I'd love to get through that uh, hopefully under the concerns that I don't Zelda myself out trying to finish that uh, I did just get excited because it didn't click in my head you guys kept saying 30 days until the switch launch. Uh, I had forgot that February was a short month. And I was like, yep. oh, my goodness, it's closer. Like, I just got real excited. So I'm I'm trying to contain myself right now. Uh, but <laughs> uh, I really should make it to post-game and Pokemon before the Switch comes out because I still haven't made it to post-game and Pokemon because I haven't touched it since you gave me Mario Maker. Uh, You're welcome. So I really need to get back on uh, on that and get to that point where I can at least put Pokemon
3: down for a while to play Switch.
2: Cool. All right, well, uh Cable, are you working on uh, completing any games right now?
3: Um, Tomb Raider is my next game that I'm gonna be playing. Then. Is that the Rise
2: of Tomb Raider? Yep, the latest
3: one. Okay, and I'm finally—don't kill me for this—finally gonna play Final Fantasy.
2: Final Fantasy 15. I have worth not it. started it. It's, it's okay. Worth it. It's okay. You'll get into it, and you'll realize why it sucks you in. Uh, it, it's a slow start, but then you just—it's a roller coaster ride, and you, you can't stop. So I don't
4: even like roller coasters, so it's probably
2: better that I'm playing. Good call.
3: I kind of want to admit <laughs> this as well that. Playing Watch Dogs 2, kind of just, like, I, I drugged that game out because the story, after a while, got very, very boring.
2: Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Saw that coming. <laughs> All right. So um, I, we did want to spend a little section here on probably – my, one of my favorite pieces of PAX as well, and that's the indie scene. Absolutely. Indie video games are a huge piece for PAX. It doesn't matter if you're going to PAX Prime, uh, PAX East, or PAX South. Indies always gets a, get a great platform here. And uh, we spent a lot of time with them. because this. So is, is one reason why we go to PAX is Motor City Gaming is that we go as a business and we get to get, you know, have FaceTime with these companies and really get to network with them, start to build a relationship, get some interviews locked in, open up new avenues. You never know what's going to come from, uh, from talking with these people and really just getting, uh, getting them on your show and, and everything else. So first and foremost, I want to thank everybody that we met at PAX South. They were all so welcoming and, and willing to talk about their product, the, you know, interested in our product and, and interested in being on the show to to talk about what they do. So I want to thank them all. That was awesome. So the indie scene is alive and well. Wanted to say that for sure. What are you doing over there? Huh? Me or him? No, the, the dude was playing with his microphone.
1: Oh, I, was, I thought, never mind. Just keep going. God. <laughs> I don't think he deserves a good mic
2: anymore.
4: I think, I'm, I'm I think st- we're mics. I'm
2: starting to think the same thing. He's going to have to buy his own microphone. Uh, okay. You're, you already did. It's right next to you, dude. This is true. <laughs> I was wondering if he remembered or not. All right, cool. I didn't. I own, <laughs> I didn't. I own three mics. That's fantastic. <laughs> so, anyways, um,. So yeah, the, the indie scene is alive and well. It was bigger uh, pack 2017 than it was in 16, and uh, they really led the show. Uh, the thing I love the most about the layout that we talked about earlier is that they put the indies front and center. You had to walk through the indie scene to get to Nintendo, to get to any of the big boys, and that's different than last year. Last year they stashed Super them smart. off in the back, and if people didn't get back there, then they never saw the indies, you know, developers at all. And this year we had some awesome uh, developers. We had, you know, we had the bigger guys like Shovel Knight and things like that were here. But um, we're going to spend some time on some of the new stuff that maybe you've never heard of that you're going to want to look into because these are some of these up and coming games that may uh, make a big splash in the gaming industry. So, <clears throat> the uh, favorite indie that you saw slash played, Jazzy. Ooh, man. Out of time. Sorry. Next up. No, I'm (laughs) saying.
1: I don't know how indie they are because they seem like they're a little bit bigger, but I'm a a super interested and loved playing Hyper
2: Universe. I'm going to call them an indie because I... Yeah. They're not Riot. They seemed
1: a little bit bigger. They're not Riot and they're
2: not Dota, so they're
1: indie. So it's basically a side-scrolling MOBA type game where instead of lanes, because it's top-down, you'd have lanes... Since it's side-scrolling, you have levels, and you can climb up and down ladders,
2: and it's the same thing as a MOBA. Kill minions, destroy towers, destroy the other person's base. Except the characters are super cool. You got, like, a cat dressed up in knight armor. You have, like, a lion inside of a shark.
0: <laughs>
2: you, yeah. you had our character that we played, which was a uh, a giant octopus-like chef. Yeah, he was like a
1: chef, <laughs> oh. uh, like, a, like a pirate chef.
2: Yeah. And he I, had this, I'm in. I'm into this game. Yeah, he had this fish that he would, like, throw out and it would extend off the skeleton and the, and the chunks of the fish would turn into hooks so you would throw it through someone and then scorpion them back ah, into you. Ah,
4: extending <laughs> hooks, you say. Yes, exactly.
2: I I like that guy. I played this character and I instantly go, my God, Deadite would love this character. Yeah.
4: Anything Roadhog, anything scorpion-like, I'm in.
2: And he's a tank, so there you yep. go. I got my guy. Yeah. So, it was cool. They had DX Racers. They had about 16 computers set up, and it was like, you know, 4v4. We sit down in a row. We got Jazzy, myself, 8 AJ. We're like, man, we're sitting in the DX Racer. We put the headphones on. It's like, dude, is this what it like? Is this what it feels like to be an e-sport? Like, like to (laughs) be a team? Like, this is what it's like. I instantly got super pumped. I did. I was like, we're going to fuck some face right now, man. We're going to F everybody. (laughs) Like, I was like, let's do this, guys. Get hyped. Ugh. MCG, one, two, three. <laughs> you know, like I was getting into it. And then so we're, we're going and I'm like, I'm yelling at Amber. I'm like, I'm like, all right, wait, wait, wait. Okay, go in, go in. Back off, back off. You know, and we're like fighting. I'm like, Jazzy, where are you? Jazzy, where are you? And then all of a sudden I'm like, man, this other, this other octopus guy fights a lot like Jazzy does in League of Legends. That's weird. And then the game ends, right? We lose. It says defeat. hmm Because my lane was doing great, but then I go up a floor, and all of a sudden, it was just like, whatever was going on a floor above me, just everyone lost. So that's when I look over, and Jazzy's screen says, victory. And I was like, what character were you, Jazzy? He's like, I was the octopus guy. I was like, I fucking knew it. It was you. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, that guy plays just like Jazzy. That's because it was Jazzy. Yep. So it was super confusing, because
1: I would have assumed that the four people on our side would have been on a team, and then the four people on the other side would have been on another <laughs> That's team. That's what I thought. Nope, it was all random, and we didn't know, so we were against each other
2: that whole time. Yeah. Found it afterwards. Still had a blast. Uh, it makes sense that fun. every time we ran into each other, it was like a stalemate. We could not yeah, kill each we, other. we did not kill each other at yeah. all. So, But yeah, Hyper Universe. It is a super fun game, and um, I believe Alpha, or like early access, Steam early access or whatever, is um, coming up here by July. I'm trying to register on their website right now. Oh, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there you go. You can register yeah. right now, so head on over to Hyper It doesn't Universe. seem
4: to be working right on my phone. I don't know. But. Could
2: be the basement. All right, my turn. I'm going to pick my favorite, and that's simple. It's from Thunder Lotus, and the game was called um, Sundered. Sundered, right? It was, and, you know, the name, like, I walked by this booth probably, like, ten times before I stopped. The name didn't grab me, The uh, th- but then I stopped and I looked at the screen and I'm like, oh, this is a Metroidvania game. Hold on a second. And I'm watching it, and I'm like, this artwork is great. It reminds me of Ori and the Blind Forest. It is beautiful. And then the music's going, and I'm like, this soundtrack's badass. So I get in there. I play a little bit, right? And it is awesome. He plays a character called Ash, and she's just this. Ash, you say? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's just this like kind of ninja-like masked-like Sword wielding, just fast um, samurai, samurai-ish character, really cool. So, and when you're fighting these weird, like demon dog creatures, almost like I, they're and they're just they just in hordes, right? They just start flooding, and you're the flying all over the sky, just trying to keep them away from you. I, you know, I die a bunch of times; It's super difficult. I'm like, man, that's fun. I can't wait. So I head on over to the, to the one guy that's running the booth. And, uh, you know, he hands me, hands me the uh, the game card, and he's like, you know, what'd you think? And I was like, oh, it's awesome. I love Metroidvania-style games. They're my favorite. This game reminds me so much of Ori. I, you know, when's it come out? And he's like, well, early access, you know, Alpha Access comes out in a couple months, and we're looking to have the game released later this year, you know, and everything. I'm like, that's great. He's like, here's a card. I'm like, all right, yeah, here's my card, right? And I hand him one of the Motor City Gaming cards, and for those of you that haven't seen the card, the 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 video game D that we've made, uh, and we've made it up of little controllers all spliced together to make the old English D. It's like uh, glossy rays, just the D. So he, I hand it to him, and he like instantly rubs the rubs the card And this is—he's foreign. He's got an accent, you know. Like, and he's like, "Oh, this is really nice." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, thanks." Yeah. He's like, "So, what do you do?" And I'm like, "Well, you know, we're you know." We're podcasting in Michigan, and we cover the gaming industry, and I saw your booth, and this is just right up my alley. I love these types of games, so I wanted to talk to you. He's like, oh, yeah, that's awesome. And he takes. The, he says, that's awesome, and then he grabs the card out of my hand. He grabbed the card game. gave me. He just takes it out of my hand, and I was like, did I say something wrong? And he then hands me his card, right, with his personal information on it, and then says... And here, here's this. And he hands us a USB drive with the Thunder Lotus, the developer's name, right on the USB drive. And it's a press kit. He says, you know, we'll get you the Alpha Access. He was super, super awesome at that point. And I was like, oh, my God. I'm so excited to play this game. I can't wait. So we rush back to, you know, like at the end of the night, I rush. To, uh, back to the hotel we, Jazzy and I have been sitting down every night and making sure that anybody we talk to we communicate with them and follow them on social media stuff like that every night so the first one I go to is Thunder Lotus I'm like I got this one Jazzy don't worry I hit the Thunder Lotus I go like follow them, all that stuff and then I'm like okay I'm gonna play some uh, some Vita and I get a notification right, right away Thunder Lotus has followed you back I was like yeah Thunder Lotus followed us back I'm like I'm gonna check out their page and I click on it and that's when I'm like oh my god They've made one other game, and it's a game that I've been talking about for months on this podcast called Jotan Valhalla Edition, where you are a, 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 a female Viking warrior that's died, and you are going through this spiritual experience to try to show honor so that you can enter Valhalla and the game is all hand drawn beautiful art similar to a game i just played at Pax and i was like oh my god it's all coming back to me why this artwork <laughs> looks familiar why it's beautiful why i love the soundtrack and that's so Kotaku has has you know talked these guys up they've they've gotten some really good exposure already but i was super happy to then find out on the press kit, that the guy I talked to is one of the main designers of the game. So I literally the next day ran back to the booth. Thank God the dude was still—it wasn't a different dude. I was like, "All right, man. So we need to talk." <laughs> 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 so we had another conversation. It went well. Um, we're looking forward to scheduling an interview with uh, Thunder Lotus here soon to talk about their new game. And um, if you're if you haven't played Jotan, then you need to uh, you need to go. Look at that game! It's available on PS4, Xbox, PC, uh, Steam, and I think it runs about fourteen ninety nine. I I really like it. And this new game, if you're a MetroVania fan, <laughs> this is like Axiom Verge level excitement. It is so cool. I can't wait for it. So that was that was my favorite for sure. All right, Jazz, you got a few others that you wanted to uh, talk oh, we'll about. Though
1: th- we'll throw some throw some shout outs out there for the other games that were uh very well done we won't go in depth with them but um shout out to Super Dungeon Taxi- T- Tactics sorry by okay, you Underbite failed. Games Uh Happy Chest shout out to Happy Chest a game that teaches you how to play chess I love this awesome. game it's super
2: cute S- super cool Yeah that w- that was it that was a lot of fun Alpha I believe Alpha just hit you can sign up on their site to try to get Alpha access uh, becom created a game called Little
1: Lords of Twilight, which is like a almost like a, a board, like a mobile board
2: game. So is that the one? Cool. that is that the one that you've been playing?
1: No, the these are mine, it's, it's, motherfucker. It's very similar to the one that Underbite did. They both created the uh, games that are similar. So the Super Dungeon Tactics and the Little Lords of Twilight are both uh, kind of mobile board game type type of uh, play style.
2: Right, but was that the one we got invited to the party for? This one, The Little Lords of Twilight, yes. That's what I meant. Okay, thank you. That one was really cool because there's day and night involved, and when you transfer to night, uh, Ethan would really like this one, too. We picked a bear.
1: Yeah, yeah, we're a bear just, character. Just
2: this cool bear. He looks sweet, right? And then nighttime hit, and he turned into like a bear that like transformed into like a had bat wings and like a, his fangs got bigger and he got red eyes and he was just super super yeah. badass. He's, like dripping I like this that. like green yeah. slime. Yeah, he was. Super I like cool, all that. You
4: know, I love green slime? Yeah,
2: exactly. He was. He was my awesome. favorite
4: kind of slime.
2: Yeah. So, all right, and then next up, we want to talk about Pizza Titan Ultra. From the creators, from the creators of Starwall, which uh, which I've, I remember, it's like space whales fighting. Uh, I remember seeing that. I mean, like this is ridiculous. Well, it's a little more ridiculous now because Pizza Titan Ultra is um a giant mech with a pizzeria in its chest, and people order pizza. And then you take this mech, and you have to run to through the city to get the pizza there in a matter of time. As you're destroying the city, you pick up food ingredients and money, and you hit these checkpoints to give you more time. And then when you get to the destination, the pizza ma- the pizza delivery boy goes into the fist of the of the giant mech. They rocket the fist into the into the house or the building that the pizza's going, and then you it cuts to inside the building where you are controlling the fist and trying to stop it right where it needs to go so that you get the best tip possible. It looks ridiculous. It's arcade style. looks It was really fun, and the uh, the two games that they referenced were great. Crazy Taxi, which I completely got, I completely understood the second I saw the game. And Transformers Devastation. So so much so that me wearing my Grimlock hat, I was talking to one creator, and as I was about to leave, he goes, can you do me one favor before you leave? Can you interrupt the, my partner who's talking to people about the game and show him your hat? And so you know, I was like, yeah, no problem. And we had a whole Transformers conversation after that. But the game was, uh, was a lot of fun, uh, and that's another one coming out later this year with Elf Access coming up in a couple months. Very cool. And Then the game that uh, Jazzy and I both played and had a lot of fun with was Brawlout, and all I can tell you is if you're getting confused, there is um, there is a game called Brawlhalla that we've played, and it's a uh, you know a super super um, Smash Bros style game, and it was a lot of fun, but we never really heard a whole lot of it. You know, I don't think it really got its its uh, release, and it, it was still at PAX. Brawlhalla was. But brawl out something new. It's another Smash Bros style game, all based around animals. Things like Paco, which is a Pac-Man toad with four arms. He literally is a Goro. That's a Pac-Man toad. I picked him first, and all I, like I'm sitting there fighting. I get blasted off the side. I'm falling to my death. I shoot my tongue out. Tag tag one of the players and it sucks me all the way back up to the platform and I was like oh my god this is sweet so we play the first round it's a lot of fun next round I pick this hawk who's like a, who's like a a karate hawk and so like I can fly and I can like smash down and then do all these karate moves with my wings and then it, it, but the game is all cartoony and fun so when you when you smash down you like hit your head and you look all goofy for a second and then, like you pop back up and you start fighting. And it's it's just Smash Brothers. It's Smash Brothers with with goofy characters like uh, a monk style uh, monkey and what was the what was the last character?
1: Uh, I believe she was like a, a rabbit.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, a rabbit. Yeah, I'm not sure what the fighting style of that one was, but it was really cool. It's by uh, Angry Mob Games. So their alpha is live now, I believe. So you can hang to hang or head to Angry Mob games and sign up for the Alpha with the, um, the the final version coming out later this year. So that was a really polished game. I don't think that's very far off at all. So And then let's just do a last shout out here because we're gonna be moving into uh, competitions. but I'm gonna I'm gonna mix uh, mix Indian and swag together because we did meet a really cool, uh, person from the counter logic gaming booth and we want to say thanks to john for everything uh, we went to the counter logic because we're fans of league we're in fans of the uh, l you know nalcs and counter logic was there so we wanted to see their new 2017 jerseys which i'm repping right now with grimlock on the back if you haven't seen it, it's on instagram um, and jazzy's rocking the pax exclusive hoodie which is super nice I have one myself, but did not feel like matching you today. I'm sorry. We did that all weekend long. Hey, we gotta represent both the cool sway. Exactly, so, genres. So, so we went there to buy stuff, right? We're like, I'm gonna buy a jersey, I'm gonna buy a hoodie, and you know, I bought, you know, so we we I spent like I don't know 120 dollars at the CLG booth, and John's helping us, and he starts to see our uh, our old our D on our shirts, right? The Motor City Gaming D. Yep. He goes, hey, are you from Michigan? Like yeah, we're from Michigan, Metro Detroit. area. he's like, oh, I just moved from Ann Arbor to California. Like, oh, that's cool. So we just, you know, like it's these types of things that keep happening at these events that we we meet people that have connection to our local community and the gaming community. Yeah. And uh, you know, we've created a great, con- you know, a great connection here with John. We look forward to uh, working with him soon. Long story short, he's with Counter Logic Gaming now. He's been with. DX Racer, which is a Whitmore Lake Michigan uh, company that makes the, uh, right now, the hottest gaming chairs on the market. And he also is one of the main reasons why we have gamers for giving uh, here at uh, Ypsilanti uh, Eastern Michigan uh, I forgot what, what center they're in. Do you remember, Ethan? The Convocation Center. Oh, Convocation center. center. Yeah, that's it. So they, um, they put that on every year and that's coming up in April. So we uh, we'll be in touch with John here and hopefully um, you know work out some uh, some cool networking with him. So thanks, John, for all the cool CLG stuff and for taking the time to talk with us. Also, Game Show. If you're a stream, if you're a streamer, if you're a uh, you know if you're a podcast, I don't care if you're competing with us. You should check out Game Show. It is a product that uh, for streamers. Go to gameshow.com, and uh, and take a look. It is uh, it is a XSplit or uh, OBX. Chris, what's what's the other OBS? OBS. OBS. Sorry. Yep. Uh, replacement. So uh, pretty cool product. I was I was very impressed. I think we'll be uh, we'll definitely be giving it a try. So, swag wise though, what's your favorite thing you got besides your hoodie? My hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> I love this hoodie so much. Um, They always have a lot of
1: cool prints up there, and I'm always interested in, like, man, I'm going to get some prints because... But then I'm thinking, like, where am I going to put these prints? Do I just collect them like comic books? Am I going to have, like, a little folder that I keep them all in? Like, wh- what am I going to do with these? So I'm like, nah, maybe I shouldn't get some prints. Like, it might not be my thing. I-, I collect other stuff. You know, maybe the prints aren't the thing. And then Ape at AJ points out that there's a Godzilla print. And then I'm like, "Yep, gotta buy a print now." (laughs) It's also a PAX exclusive. (laughs) So it's a PAX exclusive. It's got Godzilla who's kind of leaning through his tail's wrapped around the the needle there in San Antonio, and it says PAX 2017 down in the corner. Super well done, super cool. And I'm like, "Man, Gamezilla Podcast Godzilla print done." Yep. So then of course, so then of course, yeah, you get. I got my the two league prints that they had that I thought were really cool as well because you got a deal if you bought them, you know. In bulk, so I picked those up. I thought those were really cool.
2: Yeah, I picked up my new Astro backpack. It's one that I've always been I've been wanting every time we go to the show, and it keeps selling out every time I go to the booth. They had a few left this time. I jumped on it. It's super nice backpack. Um, I also picked up Fantasy Star Nova, which is a Japanese import for the PlayStation Vita. The reason I picked this up, you say, is because I speak Japanese. No, I'm kidding. I'm learning. I don't know how well I will be able to speak Japanese when I'm done, but I did find out that there's an English patch that the actual game company uh, released that you can manually install onto the Vita, and it's supposed to convert to English. So since they never released any of these Fantasy Star games that they were supposed to here in America, I got tired. I found a cool booth that had all imports. Oh, you want a Japanese N sixty four? No problem. You want a Japanese? You don't want any Famicoms? No problem. You want uh, a Wii U Japanese version? Not a problem. They had all sorts of stuff, and uh, so I picked up I picked up the uh, Fantasy Star Nova. Been playing that in Japanese just because I wanted to try it, and it feels so good. It feels like Fantasy Star, so I'm excited to get it converted so I can enjoy it even more. Um, and then you know we we picked up our uh, our our cool Overwatch hats from Jinx. So that was cool.
3: You mean my cool Overwatch i Right, I'm yeah. The only Overwatch player here. Uh,
1: I dabble, okay. <laughs> I dabble. What is less
4: than dabble? Because that's what I do. <laughs>
2: Dibble. Dibble. Dribble, 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 dribble. dribble. Yeah, yeah. dribble a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah. So we got those. I got an Overwatch uh, wallet that was that is really cool, and that was. I didn't buy a whole lot else, did I? I don't think so. I usually go crazy at these events and I kind of calm down. So, but um, I will say this, and we could tell Cable 2CAC so we can get hyped. But
1: they were wearing these jackets all over Pac South. We could not find them. So, we don't know if they were actually selling them there, maybe sold out, or if like enough people just bought them elsewhere and then brought them to the show. But it was an Overwatch jacket, like button up, and it was super sly looking. Like, was it black? Really cool. Uh, like yeah, black with like gray sleeves. It's yeah. on
3: Blizz. It's
1: on
2: the Blizz. Is it, it, on, is uh, it is on it is Blizz, Blizz, but they somewhere had them, and I think they sold out. The guy at the Jinx
1: booth said that they make a version they as well, do. along with the Blizzard ones that look that yeah. look very
2: similar. I know for a fact that the Jinx made them. That's why I f- that's why we ran to that booth thinking yeah. that's where they were, and they only brought their own brand. So, um, also I will say that uh, the the game show it's not GameShow dot it's GameShow dot net. I got corrected in the in the uh, stream. So if you're looking for that software, it's GameShow.net. Um, oh, and Apataj reminded me that I got my new gunners. I'm wearing. So. Nah,
1: yeah. They're okay. I really want a pair of gunners. Yeah. I'm just <laughs> jealous. <laughs> Amber
2: Amber was like, "Do you have any clear lint, You know, clear frames?" And I was like, "Clear frames." What? And, and they pull them out. And I was like, "Oh my god, I want those." And they're the new frame, the new Enigma frame that I really was interested in because they're a little bit smaller than the uh, Instinct frame. And sure enough, I put them on, I was like, how much are these? And they had the, the show sales, so they were like 40 bucks. I was like, done. I'm Did out. they
3: have that same pair from last year where it was like that really thin wire one?
2: Oh, yeah. Yep. No, they still have those for sure. They have a, they have a lot more now. They have yeah. everything that we've seen plus a lot more. So really cool. Yeah. Oh, and and, and um, just so everyone knows, Ape and Aj is really jealous because yeah. you both were because I can function without prescription, you unfortunately cannot, and um, so yeah, I, I walked away with it and was wearing them every day, and she's just super super bummed. Yeah. We're both
1: big fans of the new Enigma frame and. She was really bummed because she really wanted the clear ones. She's super into those, so that when you got them, she was like, "Man, I wish, you know, I could have got that pair. Yeah. And then I like the same same
2: style, but they have like almost like a smoke where it's like yeah. a see-through like darkish gray, super cool. Yeah, those were the first ones we saw. Um, okay, so those were some of the things that we picked up, but for anybody that's interested in going to a PAX, I want to let you know that there's a for retro hunters. There was a lot of retro hunting games. I, I actually, that's where I saved a lot of money because I almost dropped $1,000 just on retro games. I'm talking like Complete in the Box, Earthbound, Dra- Castlevania Dracula X, Battle Ogre, all sorts of things. So we um, there was a lot of retro, and it, uh, it was refreshing to see that. So if you're a retro hunter, this is still an event to consider. Um, tabletop alive and well obviously magic the gathering and the big boys were there but boss monster exploding kittens poop the game i mean there's poop the, the game you yeah say. poop the game where you poop in toilets and then the only goal is do not clog the toilet that's pretty yep. much the concept it says it's a kid's game it's a drinking game but it's not a kid's drinking game that's the slogan <laughs> i like it so yeah it's, it's uh quite enjoyable it's for the children really no, Gamezilla is for the children. <sighs> yeah, so tabletop is alive and well. If you're if you're a tabletop fan, they had all sorts of cool clinics where, like, if you like Warhammer or, or figurine uh, type tabletop, you could sit there and actually um, paint your own figures, and they would teach you how to do it. All, all the all the panels and all the how tos and everything was tons of stuff that you can get involved in if you uh, were interested. So, also Nintendo, you fucked up. You didn't have a merch booth.
1: Yep. Could Bottom have, line, could have made done and money. Done. Could have made tons of money.
2: Yep. All right. Well, um, besides that, we we there was competition. So a uh, lot lots of competitions going on, all sorts of tournaments. But the big tournament I just wanted to touch base on was that Overwatch held a tournament. Uh, they had the finals there, and uh, we watched most of the final, which was Immortals versus Ghosts. Was it Team yeah. Ghost? Yep. Yep. And. Um, the biggest thing I came away with this was that there was all this hype. There, it, the every seat was taken. The whole arena was full. I, I started to feel like League of Legends, like when we were in Toronto. And then the game started, and I was like, "Oh my god, brutal to watch!" Blizzard needs to figure this out before the real Overwatch League starts. Now, mind you, this is not Blizzard's league that we watched. It's, it's another, you know, bigger league that's going on that the pro teams are clear are participating in. So it's you right. know. The issue is is that it's hard to... You don't think about it, but how do you watch a first-person shooter? Because yeah. you can't necessarily watch it from the first-person view all the time. That I've been saying for a while that these types
4: of games need a spectator mode that is maybe fixed cameras throughout the map or like a you know similar to in the mario universe where there's the camera that floats over with the little guy in the cloud you need something like that to see the gameplay from that angle because when we went to uh watch call of duty first person i was like i can't even figure out what's going on because you had to keep hopping between different players well
2: here's the problem is that they had the floating camera where you were watching it from above, like that or like from like an angle, yeah, and, one
1: fixed point.
2: Yeah, well, mm-hmm. it switched. It did switch. The first match they like stayed in that camera the whole time. Yeah, the next matches they started to try to cut. But here's the problem with, with different from Call of Duty, <laughs> Overwatch is like everyone converges into one point and it's a clusterfuck fight every time true every time that's what overwatch is so so when everyone flies together and you start seeing like you know 10 12 people or whatever dancing around and just like all and like shields popping up shields going down this guy flies over here and you're watching it from above you're like what the hell is going on right now? And even the even the uh, you know the um, announcers are having a hard time even like explaining like you know explaining the game. They're like, uh, and uh, um, uh, chance gets to kill McCree. Uh, oh, he's on fire. Uh, like he's just it's chaotic. And so we you know we're like, all right, this is a little rough, but you know Blizzard will figure it out. And then the second match was like the point was inside of a building, right? Mm-hmm. and you oh, so they put the camera outside where you, you could only see the doorways so what whatever was going in on inside sights. the building you couldn't even see it yeah. play it again I've got you in my yeah sights. I wish yeah. <laughs> yeah so they started to cut to uh, first person from time to time and it made it a little bit better but basically I walked away with one thing I was like I'm excited for pro overwatch you know to, to keep growing but man I really hope Blizzard when and, and I'm assuming they'll have something great right because they're Blizzard when they come out and they launch Overwatch League there's going to have to be a whole like special like mode that they've built to be able to present this game because it is hard to watch um, to the point where we didn't even actually finish watching the finals. We actually yeah. we, it got too hard to uh, watch. Immortals, immortals were getting beat up anyways. We kind of my dudes. Yeah. yeah, they were getting ah, beat up. Yeah, come on, immortals. We we, we kind of knew the the way it was going. Uh, Chris, did you finish watching it?
3: Uh, no, I didn't finish watching it. It was like the commentating and the views were very bad, and that was the worst. I've watched a lot of Overwatch League. I watch um Cloud Nine, um play all the time. Yeah, Cloud Nine, baby. baby. Yeah, I'm a big fan of them. They they got some, like, I think it's Grego. They got the a real good team. He's, he They got a real good team. But I don't even know Immortals. <laughs> <laughs> they
2: didn't make the finals. That's all I'm saying.
3: I will say this. I've, out of all the presentations of Overwatch um, Sports League, that one was the worst. The, there are some better ones. They have all the camera views that League has. Just This one was just trash.
2: Yeah, this one was rough. So that was our first experience. Where we are like, oh, boy, Blizzard has some work on their hands. But we'll see how they do when they launch the uh, Overwatch League. Nerf this. Thanks, thanks, <laughs> Diva. <laughs> we should have ne- never gave them that soundboard. Yep, I love it, but no, I just love it. All right, so our final review on Pack South 2017. Molten core! That's it. Yeah. it was a molten core. One, <laughs> one to ten. What would you give it, Jesse? Uh I give it a solid eight. Okay. I'm going to give it a 9. I think uh, this show was way better than 2016. It's not perfect. It can uh, it could use a little bit of expansion. I think they can use the convention center more, uh, you know, fill it out more. And I think for three years in, it's a very healthy show that uh, gr- seems to be growing every year. So that's good for packs. I thought the um, one-on-one time was still fantastic where you don't necessarily get that in the other packs because they're too big and there's too many people. So I really like the personal chill... Factor of PAX South, and that's why I will go back to this event again.
4: No. I'm hoping I can go with you guys next year. I think it'd be fun. Yeah,
2: yeah absolutely. Fun. And and on a normal year, it's a cheap it's a cheap trip. You know, it's not not as bad uh, as say a Seattle trip to quick, PAX was West.
3: Capcom, there? Capcom yes. was
2: there. Yeah, we didn't do a whole lot with Capcom. They had a two story creepy ass house built for Resident Evil Seven that they only gave sixty tickets away each day for people to play the game. I was like, all right, cool. Well, you just limited, you know, a ton, and then they had their booth, and their booth was a lot of the same stuff, with um, you know a couple unique uh, packs pieces, but nothing, nothing crazy. So, but they were there. So, and just so everybody knows, it's chilled the point where, where
1: myself, Jazzy had a huge fanboy moment. I got to meet the odd one who's an ex League of Legend TSM player. Super cool guy, so shout out to the odd one. I got to spend some time talking to him about League and, you know, just what he's doing and stuff like that so super got cool got pictures that you can, with them, yeah got pictures with him he's just hanging out at a booth <laughs> yep just hanging out at a booth so you have those those random encounters where it's like you know not somebody super famous that everybody knows but somebody that's famous to you and you get to kind of have those fanboy moments
2: so. I mean Naomi Naomi Kyle was just hanging out IGN yeah. and she's just hanging out with the group so I mean it's it's a really laid back show it, you get the opportunity to, to really you know last year we ran into Rampage Jackson and, and Chris beat his ass so yeah. you know I mean that's that's how roles he doesn't take shit from no one yeah. you heard me rampage jackson
3: catch me outside how about that <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right so that's been our coverage on Pack south 2017 for more visit our social media pages facebook instagram twitter we have been sharing photos and videos all weekend long and for in-depth coverage read the motor city gaming blog at motorcitygaming.com it's a website it's time for some emails
4: The FBI has just sent a letter to Gamezilla informing them that they have discovered
2: new emails. Downloading Gamezilla emails from info at MotorCityGaming.com. Okay, Jassy, fiddle your Gamezilla mailbox is up to date.
1: That's right, you write them, we read them. It is time for emails here on the Gamezilla podcast. You want us to answer your question? Go to Patreon. Look up GameZilla Podcast. Become a patron. Support us, and we'll support you by putting your questions on the
2: show. And give you early access. And give you raffles. And give you love. And give you herpes. No, no, no. Oh, okay, my bad. We talked. We talked about this one. We can't do that (laughs) one. We can't do that one. Legalities, legalities. I thought that was part of the early access. If you know what I mean. (laughs) No, I don't. You can,
4: you can access me early. I I just, (laughs) I do just want to say that I've never been so glad for Jazzy to be back in my presence because I don't have to read the emails because I hate reading.
2: All right. So, you're Jazzy, right. I'm,
4: I, that's why I've been nice to you today. I'm just glad you're back. I missed you last week.
2: Sounds good. So did the fans. <laughs> good. So look at the fans. Give me my fuse back. Jeez. Just taking parts of the bomb. Oh, I doing? didn't even realize it was there. My goodness. So first
1: email is from Button Masher Caleb, patron of the GameZilla podcast. Thank you. Welcome back from PAX South, a.k.a. WWE Royal Rumble. Eh. <laughs> what is the most That is the sound the buzzer makes when new entrance
4: comes in very yeah. good. Thank you. I watched the Royal Rumble. I know it's about
2: twenty five to thirty. Yeah, five mm-hmm. entries. Yeah. You,
4: all the garbage entries at the end. Yeah, yes. I watched
2: the end that, that disappointed everybody. No,
4: I was cool with it. No, my, no, boy, cried. my
2: boy Goldberg sure won.
4: Goldberg is try- Okay, that's a whole other conversation. I, it's <laughs> not about video games. Goldberg's the worst, and Grim should be glad his boy Randy won. Okay, I, was, let's no, on. I was
1: happy. Okay, we're going to move on. What is the most low-down, despicable, horrendous thing you have ever done in a video game? I have ruthlessly, ruthlessly murdered civilians in Grand Theft Auto. Watched terrorists gunned down by people in an airport while undercover in Call of Duty. Threw penguins off of cliffs in Mario 64. Penguins. But the worst. Didn't I say penguins? Fucking savage. It's, it's pronounced penguins. Peng, oh, penguins. My bad. Pe- penguins. My, my bad. Just read the fucking question. <laughs> Ethan, stop. <laughs> The other day, I was, yeah, he doesn't want to read it, but then he interrupts every three seconds. I was playing Tomb Raider, <laughs> Rise of the Tomb Raider, with my two-year-old daughter in my lap. With tomb Raider when, <laughs> when she saw a deer, <laughs> she yelled happily, Daddy, Daddy, a reindeer. Right as I released a perfect heart shot to bring the overly cute doe down, oh, she looked at me as if I was a monster. <laughs> So, (laughs) boy, spill it. What are some of your worst deeds? Game on, bearded wonderful kids. Button masher, Caleb.
2: All right, my worst deed is simply this. Selling all my secondhand bullshit to BMC when he was young. I'm sorry. (laughs) I needed the money to buy better bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't really mean to sell you a Japanese Dreamcast with one game, okay? But you wanted it, so I sold it to you. I don't know what to say.
1: I will have to say, recently, when I was playing This War of Mine, you go to this house, and there's a sickly couple. And this is, like, the only area in the game that you can go to that people don't, like, uh, attack you if you take some of their stuff. It's just an elderly, sick couple, and the guy's like, Can you help me out? My wife needs some medications. You could trade with them to give medication. And I'm thinking to myself, like, man, I really need the supplies here, but I don't have any medicine to give you, so I pulled out my crowbar and I beat both the old people to death and took all their shit, <laughs> and afterwards I was like, holy shit, that was not gonna be, like, I, I legit reset my game so that I could go back and not do that the second time. Whoa,
2: <laughs> whoa, we just saw a side of jazz It was a really dark side,
1: yeah, I was like, wow. it's hard because you have to bring, like, your morale down to get some of the trophies in that game, which I'm trying to platinum, and I was like, man, what better way to b- to bring the morale down of my people
2: than to beat up some helpless
1: <laughs> old people with a crowbar.
4: Oh <laughs> now I kind of want to play this game if I can beat up helpless <laughs> old people.
2: Um, I would have to say probably one of my worst moments recently would have been uh, Infamous Second Son picking evil in the beginning, and uh, your your good old um, friend, was it Betty, I think? like I forget what uh, her name was. I I her name her name was. was Betty. Anyways, she's this old like you know um part of the tribe, and she you know, has always looked after you, like a you know a grandma type deal. yeah, and you when you take evil, you kind of keep your mouth shut in this uh, with this woman who can put concrete inside of you, and she does it to Betty because you don't stick up for her, and basically, she uses Betty as an example when you could have saved her, and I felt terrible. I felt yeah. like. Because I played the game in the good side first, like, when it first came out, and I was, like, where I did stand up for her, and I was like, yeah, I like Betty. She's sweet. And then I did this evil time round, and I was like, man, I'm a piece of shit. I feel horrible. I don't even want to play this game anymore. Just kill me. So, yeah, that that's one of those moments I, I definitely remember right now.
4: I once or twice may or may not have <laughs> snaked Brayden spot out of the rain. <laughs> there it is! So that is probably the worst video game related thing I've ever
1: done. <sighs> we have this recorded, right? Yes, we do. I've Perfect.
4: admitted to snaking Brayden <laughs> out before. That, th- that was the genesis of me not only becoming the snake, but embracing my sociopathic tendencies to not have sort of an understanding or regard for other people's feelings. It's
1: helped me evolve into the horrible person I am now on this show. Oh, wonderful.
4: I All right. I'm to
3: have one.
1: Cable, um, you got to have one. You play some games to have some shitty tendencies. Yeah, so, like yeah, uh, I regret
3: <laughs>
2: playing Mafia yeah. 3 completely.
3: It's, it's, it's one part in Mafia 3 where a certain group um, that were ghost kind of figures. And Pac-Man? I guess. And they were having a meeting, so I kind of mazel tov cocktailed them and fed them to gators.
2: <laughs> kind of? <laughs> I kind Dude, did you, of- you say you fed them to gators after? Yeah. <laughs> whoa! <laughs> I missed whoa, that. Whoa, wait, a second, wait a second.
4: In Mafia 3, you can feed clan members to gators. Yes, you can that's awesome that's <laughs> enough reason to play it right there we're
2: feed. all talking about negative things and, and e over there just like yeah great I want to play all of them are it. you saying you're not down
4: to feed clan members to gators I
2: didn't necessarily say clan members he said Pac-Man. I knew what he
4: was saying. he was trying not to say it <laughs> I'll say clan members
2: they're not gonna come after me yeah, I'll why, say clan members I was gonna say why would you feel bad about that these are bad people you know like it's not yeah. like you're taking a helpless old lady and beating them to death with a crowbar ooh Jazzy. Who would do that? Asshole. Now I understand why you brought a crowbar to pack south, and you're about to go hit that old lady that was running the Nintendo booth. I was like, Jazzy, what Listen. are you doing? We're not inside oh, right. yet. I, th- I tried to tell her that I was in
1: line, and I made the cut. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I thought of another bad thing I did
4: one time. Oh god. I played as Garbage ass Diva one time.
1: Oh. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, I feel bad about
4: this." Oh, oh yeah.
2: Overwatch for the win. That's how I feel every time I play as Junkrat. He's
3: <laughs> in oh. the <laughs> meta, no?
1: Oh man, don't say that. I don't want to play. This is why this is why I only dabble. Cuz Junkrat's in the meta. Oh, thank you for the question, BMC. <laughs> Our next question comes from Sci-fi AJ, patron supporter of the gamezil podcast. Thank you very much. Oh, hey guys, my question this week less zany than my usual questions. With the gamezilla guys, will the gamezilla guys ever go to Vegas for some Evo action, like seeing some world class MK or injustice or arms live? Also, how do you guys <laughs> qualify for these tournaments? Sonic Fox, Scar, MIT, etc. Do they just get involved because everybody knows that they're the best, or do they have to win smaller level, smaller level tournaments to earn invites? Lastly, do you guys? This is not a short question. Wow, I know, right? <laughs> Lastly, do you guys make a living? Do these guys make a living off of their gaming slash sponsorships? Sponsorships. Sponsorships, Twitch streaming, etc. Or do they probably work normal jobs to make ends meet? And their gaming is just a passion, not a career. Shout out to Ethan for getting me on the MK bandwagon.
2: All right, let's start this backwards. The top 1% probably do this for a living. Everybody else does it as a hobby and probably have jobs or live in their parents' basement so they can practice to try to win some money here and there. Correct. Secondly, um, for these tournaments, some of the top 1% get invited because they want the pull of those people because people will come watch those just like, hey, you know. LeBron's coming to Quicken to shoot some hoops. Guess what? Everybody in Quicken's watching LeBron shoot hoops. That type of deal. Everybody else has to earn their way, and usually it's from uh, regional events that you. Some of these get are like point based, where you can earn points and enough points where you can redeem them to get into bigger events. So yes, you. Some people do have to earn their way, but the big boys are going to get invited. Correct. Gamezilla, go to Vegas for some Evo.
1: Uh, MK. Yeah, I'd be down. Not Uh, Arms. Injustice, I'd be
2: down. Arms, I would rather play the poop board game. (laughs) The poop board game's great! Yeah. Okay, well, I will say that, uh, yeah, we would absolutely love to go to an Evo event. It's been talked about uh, already with uh, Cable, myself, and uh, and Sci-Fi. AJ's already brought it up in some gaming chat when we were playing Injustice recently. But, uh, you know, Vegas is not an expensive trip. And to go down there for a couple days and and watch uh, some fighting tournament would be we watched Street Fighter Five tournament at Pac South. And as much as like I dogged that game, watching a tournament of it, watching some really good fighters, it was like it's it's an art. Wow. It's an art form to watch people just juggle like you could tell how mad someone would get where it would be like, all right, i'm gonna I'm gonna fight and we're gonna uh we' and and he beat beats this guy bad. And then the very next round, that guy comes out and just juggles his ass all the way across the screen and, and ties it up one-one. And you can just tell how, like, he went in there like thinking, like, yeah, it's gonna be a good match. And he got wiped out, so he's like, all right, now I'm going to f your face. And then just comes back and completely changes the game. Yeah, it's fun to watch. Got anything to add, Evo?
1: I'd go to Vegas to see some Evo. There Vegas is a fun town. Yeah. Thank you for the question, Sci-Fi AJ. Last question is from 5 Mile Rick, patron of the GameZilla podcast. Thank Mary, you. Marry, kill, fuck. The age old game. And since you guys are gamers, chew on this. Marry, kill, fuck. Overwatch, <laughs> Destiny, Nintendo Switch. Game on. Gangster ass Rick. Oh. So you have to choose one to marry, one to kill, and one to fuck. Overwatch, right Destiny, now, Nintendo Switch. Right
2: now, I would fuck Overwatch, kill Destiny, and marry Nintendo Switch. <laughs> 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 it's oh. the new... I mean, I might flip Overwatch and Switch, but that's that's the way I'm going to go right now. Is yeah. Yeah, it's, it's the new, yeah, it's, it's a new platform coming out. I'm excited, so... It's the shiny male or bride from across seas. Got it.
0: I'm, I'm going. going to, Why are you looking at
1: me? I already <laughs> answered the question. I'm going to marry Destiny because I always go back to Destiny, no matter what. It keeps it's drawing me back. Life. In. It's the abusive wife. The abusive wife. The abusive wife that yep, beats you Jazzy. Gotta keep, you got to keep going back. <laughs> I'm coming you know. back, baby. I like, swear. I hate you, but then I come back. I come crawling back. <laughs> it's not a healthy relationship, <laughs> man. Uh, I would fuck Overwatch because I dabble, you know, and then I I would kill the Nintendo Switch.
2: Cause, uh, get out of here! You no know one, you set this up just so you could answer it this way. No, no, no.
1: Ebon. Yes. We yes,
4: all yes. know. Just the fact that I'm spending three hundred American dollars plus more, I'm practically marrying the Switch. <laughs> if this doesn't work out, my wife might actually beat me. She'll be disappointed. So the Switch is is entering my marriage with my wife and I. So Switch married. Now comes down to the two shooters I like. I always feel like my soul gets broken by Overwatch. Anytime I play competitive, I just get frustrated and beat down. I'm going to I'm going to kill Overwatch and make sweet sweet love to Destiny. <laughs> <laughs>
2: nice. Oh, oh my goodness.
3: Chris, all right.
1: you can't pick Overwatch for all 3 of yours. Okay.
3: Um, <laughs> some necrophilia <laughs> stuff That's real weird uh, Kill Switch Cause it's just Not interesting Me right now uh, Wrong I guess <laughs> Fuck Destiny And Mary Overwatch Cause I would love To dabble in some May. Go <laughs> oh! oh!
1: Damn Alright Give it to him I believe there's one for Toasty. What I believe there's one for On that soundboard Give him the old Oh, oh, let me get in that Overwatch. Yeah, uh, give him the old May.
4: Oh. (laughs) How's that for you, Cable? Hey, Cable, how about you? Pass into the iris. (laughs) (laughs) I can't hear you. Oh, it it was a pass into the iris. (laughs) Oh, Oh, hey, hey, Cable, how about this one? Fire in the (laughs) hole! Overwatch can fire in your hole, right? Hoo-hoo.
1: Oh, jeez. Oh, right. Keep it going. All, All right, thank going. you. <laughs> <laughs> thank He's having too much fun with this. Keep it going. <laughs> thank you, Five Mile Rick. Once again, if you would like to get your question answered on the podcast, you want to you know, sway the way that we work here on the podcast, go to Patreon, look up the GameZilla podcast, become a patron of us, support us, and we support you. For everybody that has so far, we thank you so much. And then once again, that is Patreon.com,
2: GameZilla Podcast. All right. Um, I will say that I think we had a technical difficulty on the stream, and there was about uh, four minutes where we were just down. So for anybody that's watching us live right now, we apologize, but it does look like we are back from what I can see, maybe. Ooh,
1: rough, rough go.
2: Yeah. Uh, I want to thank everyone that uh, we interacted with again at Pack South. It was a lot of fun. We look forward to communicating with a bunch of people here and, uh, in the future, getting a bunch of interviews lined up for, that's right, the Gamezilla Alpha podcast. <laughs> This is the next podcast coming out from Motor City Gaming. It will be myself and Jazzy, and it'll be a very focused uh, show about one hot topic and then an interview, usually, by a developer, by a producer, by somebody in the gaming industry that we're talking to and getting knowledge from. we built up a great list of interviews already, and then in 30 days, 36 days, we head to PAX East, where we will be... um, getting even more set up for some more interviews and some more connections. So we look forward to the GameZilla Alpha Show starting here in a couple weeks, and uh, your early access for all of our patron fans will be starting up right then and there. So um, thank you for all the support, and we are excited for this next uh, next show to get started. You can check out the GameZilla podcast. You can listen to us. You can listen to the ret- the Legend of Retro All of our shows on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Overcast, Google Play, and MotorCityGaming.com. It's a website. I do have a little bit of insider news. The Legend of Retro Season 2 starts this... Well, I can't say this month, but it starts in February. So, it will be coming very soon. Season 2 has already gotten underway as far as recording, and there's some really cool... Uh, episodes moving forward, I can't give you any more details, but I can say if you are a retro fan and you've been a fan of the Legend of Retro, they are getting ready to launch 2.0. So that's all I've been allowed to say. I said they said if I said anything else, I might get hurt. So, but that's episode 142 of the GameZill Podcast. It's one for children, Four one forty two. We'd like to thank our sponsor. Detroit
4: Beard Collective shop for all your beard care needs at DetroitBeardCollective.com. Use the checkout code MCGaming to save 20 percentages off $25 or more of your order.
2: We would like to thank our special guest, Reaper from Overwatch. Die, die, die. Holding it down right in the center of the table. And, uh, again, thanks to all of our patrons. Thanks to all of the uh, support and um, everything that's been com- that while well, we were at Impact South, from- coming back from Michigan, people asking, talking to us on Patreon, talking to us on social media, you know, and really asking us questions and, and uh, just having a good time. So keep up the good work. We will see you next week. And until then, game, game on! on!